Business at Modine's 3 is down, thanks to a new restaurant in town. DJ starts on a mission, but fails the audition, and Bonnie helps Gail turn things around. <laughs> that fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Freaky Friday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show, Letter Kenny. Now I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one is tasty. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room as always is lovely Tanya. And online we have Squirrely Matt, the velvet, velveted, velvety Victor. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> then, 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 then. Yes. Uh, and joining us this week, he's a man of many layers, former wrestler, bodyguard, Funko artist, bear wrestler, and don't forget Rodeo Clown. Please join me in making some noise for the voice of God himself, delicious Dennis Vicious. Wondrous. Oh, my God. Welcome back to the produce stand, Dennis. <laughs> Feast your eyes and fantasize. The man of your dreams goes between your thighs. <laughs> I'm called outrageous, often gracious, ever vocacious, completely salacious, so ostentatious, even perspicacious. But always liquacious. You hear me, ladies. <laughs> Ever ambitious, slightly pernicious, never superstitious, a little repetitious. Let me be auspicious and not injudicious. I'm simply delicious. Then <laughs> <laughs> <Dennis> it's vicious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if I could beatbox, I would have totally stepped in there and beatboxed under that. <laughs> Can you write one for Al? I need him to do one later. <laughs> oh, hey. I didn't know that many shush words. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, Dennis. Welcome back. You bring it every time, dude. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up right there. That was gold. Oh, man. That's a wrap. How are you now? All right. Tonight's lineup is going to be Tanya, Matt, Al, Victor, and our guest, Dennis. We'll have the last word, and, and I've got exactly what we're talking to Dennis about tonight. But Tanya, let's start with you. Oh, How was your week? I'm on first. I never do well when I'm first. Um, <coughs> you <don't> okay. Say. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, hell. Uh, this week, you know what? I'm, I'm almost, I'm like 10 presents away from finishing my wrapping. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all I've got. Like we've had tomorrow, we have like plus 14 degrees, strange December weather rolling in high, mm -hmm. high winds tonight. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to a barbecue tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's, it's, it's almost shorts weather, uh, for our American listeners. So yeah. that'll be, uh. It'll be interesting to have that after my, we just had snow. All my Christmas decorations are absolutely flying off of the tree um, that I de we decorated uh, outside. So Yeah, because of the yeah. wind. Yeah, that's all I got. Like, there's just not a whole heck of a lot to, to share this week. Pretty boring. Okay. Oh, um, right. How about you then, Matt? How was your week? That was really boring. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. End of story. Why do we? Yeah, you're not going first again. I, thank you. Well, not thank at least you. not for another yes. four weeks. Do you want to switch? Fast. Do you want to no, switch I with don't. me right now? I just no, want come you on. To figure it out. <laughs> switch fast with me. Fast forward the episode. You're going to call out 
MVP and she goes, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, doing yeah. that. She's Start writing remember. it down now. Okay, Matt, we're switching. <laughs> no, we need an MVP. So keep that in mind as the. <laughs> oh, dude, you are no better at being first. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Eh? It's hard. It's weird. The pressure's on. <laughs> Anyways, my week. My week's been okay. Yeah, good. Bet I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was a little off the last couple weeks, and honestly, and, and I'll, it'll talk openly for a second about it. Um, I've been a little stressed lately, and a lot of it I've been trying to figure out why. And um, it turns out one weird thing, which as I'm solving right now, has had a big impact. My blood pressure has been a little higher than it probably should be, oh. and that actually was oddly causing me to react to things in ways I normally wouldn't feel like myself. It, it was fucked up and I couldn't wrap it around, couldn't wrap my head around it. And um, so I've been to my doctor, I'm getting this checked out and uh, nothing serious, but mm-hmm. um, it's giving me something to help bring it down. And already I felt better, mm-hmm. um, I, which is great. So I'm dealing with that, sorting that shit out. And yeah, I got to change my diet apparently and a couple of things. I've been bad for a while and mm-hmm. I think it's all catching up. Uh, maybe it's COVID. I don't know. Anyways, sorting it out. It's a good thing. Uh, feeling better. Um, That's good. Maybe yeah. you can share uh, some of that with me. <laughs> some blood pressure medication is what she means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my, Fitbit says, how much- my Fitbit says my blood pressure isn't so great either. Fuck. And I wouldn't have even thought that that would have been something that could have such an impact even on your mood. Mm. But uh, apparently it did. So I, I'm, I'm glad I'm sorting that out because it... Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't mm-hmm. like how I felt. And uh, so we'll keep pushing forward on that one. Um, on another uh, more annoying note, the fucking elf is back. Um, for anyone who has young kids knows exactly what I'm talking about. I'm so I glad fucking... we I'm so glad we avoided doing that. Yeah. God. Fuck... It's honestly, I swear to God, the elf on the shelf thing is a one of the most brilliant marketing things I've ever seen in history <laughs> because it tailors to kids, it creates a tradition, and you get sucked into this wormhole of having to support it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to believe the version it created is like an asshole. Sitting, yeah. yeah. Sitting back <laughs> laughing their ass off every year as these parents <laughs> are trapped inside this world. Is, I'm running out of ideas what to do, um, but it's back and it's going to hang around for a few more weeks. We've been using it to our advantage. My one son was uh, uh, a little irresponsible as week. He, he, a, he lost his winter coat, <laughs> like full on loss. We had to buy him a new one. Oh. So oh, really pissed off about that. <laughs> Then he lost his boots. What the hell's he, he doing wore. at school? <laughs> I don't know, man. So did he come grief? home from school barefoot? What? No, no, it's I don't is, know. Is he it's, gambling? Is he gambling? <laughs> Playing I'm dice so in the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah. Well, ultimately, he did find the boots, but okay. we've been using the elf to teach him lessons. So oh, good. We we've been we ha- I have this big giant box of Lego that I've been trying to slowly give to my kids. So we're giving yeah. it through the elf. So we had a couple of things already pre-made, and I gave this big ass wicked tank thing to my younger guy and then to my older guy just a little shitty boat and we wrote a little note saying well your brother got the better one because you lost your boots like figure it out bud wow and, oh my uh, God. like like kind of like i'm watching don't think yeah. i didn't know yeah. um i'm telling santa and he got so upset and he was oh, thankful dude. but he he cried for a little bit walked away i'm like that's right good don't lose your boots again yeah that's a good good lesson there yeah, um, parenting. But gotta let them cry. You gotta. gotta let them cry. <laughs> let them cry I would have been I, crying with them. 
I have no sympathy at all. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm an God. asshole myself, but I have no sympathy. I'm like, no, figure it out. Yeah, this whole oh. Alpha on the Shelf thing, I, I don't know. Because you say it's a brilliant marketing thing, but by who? Like, what company? Our like, daughter. Like, I know, you know, Coca-Cola invented Santa, but who invented Alpha on the Shelf? Uh, who's who's capitalizing Some, on, on Alpha know. on the Shelf? But have you seen, they're expensive like, as hell. home burglary so systems? Authentic. Like, what? No. <laughs> I don't know. The authentic elf is like forty bucks, I think. Yeah, you have to think about it. You know, you're buying accessories, and oh, yeah. you know, every year, time that somebody posts something on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, they're tagging. Oh, I know, I know. My my buddy Stu, guitar guitarist from the Royal Pains, he uh, he gets elaborate with his like, and and he wears it with a badge of honor. Like every night, he posts a new picture of some new scenario oh. he's set up for his. It's it's ridiculous. How, how old is how old is his? How well, there, how many I, years has he been doing this for? Quite a few. I'm I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure his I'd kids are now least. all outgrown it. But uh, yeah, if you look oh, back, maybe not. What? They're still pretty young. No, his, well, his daughter is Owen's age, and then his son, I think, is ten. So um, oh, maybe. yeah, but well, uh, anyway, year one, which was like six <clears throat> years ago for me, was fun. Oh mm-hmm. my I'm over god, now. I'm over. <laughs> our our daughter begged me for one, and I'm like, listen, everything I know about them, they make a mess of the house i'm like (laughs) why do i want something that's going to wreck everything and make mess every night and we have to clean it i'm like no i that sounds like a terrible idea i'm like no we're not doing that yeah so anyways that's my week yeah well (laughs) let's see my week last night i went out with uh with my coworkers for a nice little christmas get together we i was downtown toronto for the first time and i can't even remember at least two years i guess uh which was was fun um Went to a place called Tilt, which was like, it's an arcade bar. Uh, really fun. You go in, you know, oh. like, we didn't pay cover because the boss was paying for it. But you just pay a $5 cover. And then inside, it's all you can play video games. Pinball machines, uh, uh, classic cabinets, and and even some, like, <clears throat> console games and stuff. And it's a bar. So it got packed. Like, by, by the time I left, it was pretty full. Uh, but that was fun. Uh, before that, I, I spent, uh, I had some nice beer at a place called Collective Arts Brewery in uh, Toronto. Uh, made some nice beers. And uh, speaking of beer, uh, Matt, you and I in the mail got uh, mm-hmm. got a shipment from our buddy Adrian from his, uh, his new brewery called Kit N.A. Brewery. And I told him that I would uh, open it on on the podcast tonight and and do a taste test. So Matt, you got some too. So, yeah, I'm already poured. Yeah, I ha- haven't poured yet. But this one, so this one's called Own Your Mark, American Blonde. So I'm gonna just uh, open so, mine up. So this is this is the beer that gets you less drunk as you drink it. <laughs> yes, it's well, ne- it's got negative yeah, alcohol. It's unleaded, <laughs> unleaded, <laughs> unleaded. Yeah. This is when you drink so much, you need to drink these to balance yourself back out. There yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should send some of these to chat. Anyway, uh, well, <laughs> I told Adrian <laughs> that I'm not a, the biggest of beer connoisseurs, but I mean, I like my beer, so yeah. I give it a taste, but I'm not going to be able to tell you like it's hoppiness or whatever. I'll, I'll just drink well, it and let you know how happy I am after I drink it. But Matt, you go well, ahead. Tell us. Yeah. It. I mean, so first off thank you adrian this was such a nice little surprise he didn't mention that this was coming and he he nice to throw in a glass which i'm using i'm sporting very proudly right now i love it um yeah we, it's it's pretty good mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i i mean i don't the idea of drinking booze without alcohol is a weird <laughs> foreign concept to me um but I, this gets a pass for sure. This is, if I you, mean, it, if you I think, didn't know it had no alcohol, I wouldn't know. Which no, wouldn't know. No, it's, it, it tastes like beer. 
Well, that's what he yeah, said. Yeah. He said it, it is that's, like the closest. That's the to- biggest compliment I could give it is that it tastes like beer. It tastes like actually, yeah. and it doesn't taste like cheap beer. It tastes like good beer. Like it's, it's very flavorful. Yeah. I think he's got it as American blonde. I don't mm-hmm. know if the taste profiles are different down there in terms of what blondes are. I, I personally, it's, they're just 30, 30% higher than here. That's all. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. It, it's, it, but it's like, you can taste the hops. It's got a good citrus flavor in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been drinking it. I'm I'm in my second can already. Oh wow! I'm quite quite enjoying it. Uh, like I said, I haven't actually. I had no alcohol today. It's not like me for the show, but I figured if I'm going to come out come supporting out. Kid Na, I might as well, you know, really live the dream. So, so there you go, Kid Na. Good good I, job I, I on might this. Might smoke a joint though. So I can't promise that. <laughs> all, all good, all good. Good job on this. And um, well, you'll keep yourself well hydrated while you do. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, Adrian, well done. I know you've been working really hard mm-hmm. and your people and you guys over at Kid NA. Um, be proud of yourself. This is actually quite good. Yeah, absolutely. Victor? I don't know what the hell else on the shelf is. <laughs> I don't know what the, I, really? I, I didn't know what the hell you guys were talking about. Oh, you're lucky then. You, you, you complete, I mean, Tanya and I have managed to avoid it, but you just missed it, which is good. It's, yeah, no, it's a ridiculous I, thing I that, that like, is. as soon as Christmas starts, like, I guess when December hits, there's this yeah. elf that, that, parents put it in different places in the house and it i think isn't the elf supposed to be like santa's like spy or whatever you can't you you can't can't touch touch the yeah there's there's a lot of rules about the elf you can't when does it start when when does it start december 1st no i mean maybe every year (laughs) did i just answer your question like you would answer your question (laughs) yeah oh my god and you smacked your head i just want to i just want to just want to point that you did you totally did <laughs> i mean it's uh, it's it started probably what 10 15 years ago i mean as long as owen's been, been was it that long i don't think uh, it was around when Owen 2005 was yeah. 2005 okay yeah, my son oh. would have been two years old natalie would have been five well, so. but i think like anything it probably took a number of years to get momentum behind it, right mm-hmm. it didn't they were probably selling it at like yeah, i don't know like little craft shows and thing the it's first few years can't you do that with anything though like like i can take a look like my little mini it comes with a book just, like yeah, you, he, you 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 buy the uh, you get the elf you bring it home i don't know whether the elf is a yeah. present one year? I don't know. How uh, does the elf, how does it yeah, get but, adopted? Yeah, but Victor, totally. You could have done it with the hippo. I don't know what it would have been called, though. Hip, think, yeah, hip, I, hippo I, on yeah, the zippo? I don't know, like, if you like had a Like, I have or... lots of hippos on a shelf, and and, and, and I've got hippos everywhere now. And then they make there mischief. Mm-hmm. Every night, yeah. they make mischief. You're supposed to move them around uh, each night. No, and... no, they move around. Right. They, they move Yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah, and truthfully, okay. we're right. pretty cheap. Like I said, these things are expensive. I'm really fucking cheap. We have like, a, I think we got ours at the dollar store. It's an elf looking thing with green hair. <laughs> it's not even. And that's, thing. it's not even authentic. This is the knockoff. But, but what, what does it matter? No to garage sale elf? It's, 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 a, elf. it's a Swedish knockoff. It's called Ulf on the shelf. Hold on. I'm going to. Elf. Okay. But okay. So what does a kid care if it's an expensive or not an expensive? They wouldn't know. They don't. They don't care. No. So I think the, the actual, the no actual idea. elf comes with a book and, and tells its story. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're, you, the kids can't okay. touch There's, them. 
Okay, this just sounds like a you know uh, that that caterpillar book that comes with a caterpillar. Yep. And then the elf yep, does basically. things like around the house, so the the elf will get into the so flower the in the kitchen or start playing with the Barbies and having a pool party. And there's like all, right. all of these very very elaborate things that people sure. come up with. I get it, but you could do that with a rock. I sense I sense a marketing opportunity for Letter Kenny. They should have a Shorzy elf, elf, which where the face is hidden and it goes around fucking the Barbies' mothers. Oh, oh my! <laughs> that's not for children. Not PG oh, people. Any, anyway, sorry, you better I, put I, a disclaimer. Really, that's on. too much. Come on! You better put a disclaimer at the beginning. There's of this already one. an ex, uh, 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 an E on our podcast uh, for <laughs> everyone. That, yes, for no, that, for explicit. Do you have something, you have explicit? something to show us on this <laughs> Audible podcast? I I actually don't. Oh, I, yeah. I went and look. I went and look. so part of the fun of Elf on the Shelf is you got to find it each day. <laughs> and I went inside and said, "Where's the Elf?" And Jen started laughing. And said, "Well, you got to fucking find it." And I couldn't <laughs> find it. I'm like, Brilliant. "Seriously, let me. Where's the Elf?" She's like, <laughs> and, and just went back to her show. Like, Victor could just oh, Google it. I love. I love that. Well, okay. Well, anyways. anyway, that's what <laughs> our listeners no. uh, uh, have not missed anything. No. Um, <laughs> No, so no, anyway, Victor, uh, if one I, of your hippos is in the kitchen cupboard tomorrow, you'll know that uh, we got a hold of your wife. I will know something's up. That's, that's, right. that's right. Go, go text Linda. Say, move his hippos right. around. Move his hippos so, around. So I use my segment to talk about the elf, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you that um, uh, something that I uh, discovered, like a gem, two days ago, is this movie called Silver Streak. Horrible movie, but my goodness, how great was it? And <laughs> I don't and, know how great was it. So it, it was really good. It was horrible movies Gene, aren't usually great. Huh? It's with Gene Wilder and uh, and and uh, you know his his buddy um, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, so this is yeah, an older and, movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because it sounded movie. familiar. Silver Streak. I wonder if I've seen it. So it's like you know airport, not to be confused with airplane, which was the parody of airport. Yeah. yeah. Um, air like where it's like overacting mm-hmm. and it's very dramatic and and but it's but like it's, they they really, really kind of make a whole romance thing about it. Like it's about the airplane and it's you know they give you show you close ups of how the airplane works. So it's the same thing, but it's okay. on a train. Silver oh Street, my Silver god! The oh. train going from L.A. to Chicago. Oh. oh, it was brilliant. The storyline was so goofy, but oh, it, it was just so wonderful. I loved it. I enjoyed it, uh, and I and I recommend it to all the train lovers out there. Okay then. Oh boy! All right, Dennis. Uh, I don't know if you came with something to, in mind to talk about, but uh, last time you were on, you were kind of a fill-in, so I didn't have a chance to prepare. But I I made a note from two time from two times ago that you were on that we were going to talk about the time you were mortician's assistant so (laughs) is that something you can you can elaborate on (laughs) yeah i mean it it, you know like anything it's it's a pretty long story you know oh is it how i got there but uh so tanya and i are watching six feet under right now uh we've we just started so it's it's kind of top of mind so this is perfect so what exactly did you have to do what were your duties a lot of what I had to do was, you know, picking up bodies. Okay. That was most of what I had to do is I, I would go to where, you know, there were murders, suicides, uh, people dying of old age, things of that nature. And I would, um, you know, pick them up, throw them in the, the coroner's vehicle. And it, depending on, yeah, it, it depended on where they were in the process. Sometimes there are other agencies that have to do investigations or things of that nature. And, wow. You know, after the raw autopsies, I would transport them to the facility where we would prepare and, you know, do the mortuary services. But um, it's a 
pretty dark story actually because right. when i was growing up uh my, my dad would dig graves for my grandfather who owned a lot of land and he owned a lot of like fam- family plots and things of that nature so since i was six or seven years old i was digging graves with my dad really i was pretty close to death throughout my life holy and you know like i said my family members tend to leave to be pretty old so i was i was at funerals every weekend you know, as a kid. So I was very close to so it. So you, you lived the, the six feet under life. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And and I watched that show and it's pretty accurate. There's yeah. another uh, TV. It was a reality show called Family Plots that was very close to. I mean, it was literally just document documentary style. Mm-hmm. What it's like to work at a, a funeral home and things of that nature. But, you know, when I was in eighth grade, I had one of my best friends committed suicide. Oh, and it, you know, I, I saw it affect everybody mm. in our class. And, you know, I, I was like, I never want to feel like this again. So yeah. I'm going to get yeah. as close as I can to death. So <laughs> I never have to feel that way again. So that's kind of what started my journey there. Mm-hmm. And because of the connection with my dad and the funerary services, there was a place in, you know, my hometown called where I would, you know, I would help out around and they already knew me from, you know, mm-hmm. the connection to my dad. So, you know, I was just kind of the mascot around there for a little while, but I would, you know, I'd pick them up. I would help prepare, do makeup. Really? Um, Wow. Yeah. I I would hand out some of the, you know, brochures at some of those services and things of that nature. And, you know, I, being that age, it caught people off guard that I was so close to it, but I I think it helped a lot of people too, Mm -hmm. to see somebody my age be so mature about the process. And I think it helped a lot of families kind of cope. I bet it kind of helped with your your kind of attitude of of live life to the fullest too, because you said because oh, yeah. <laughs> you you lived or you were around uh, like a retirement a lot of retirement homes and stuff. But I, yeah. I imagine this really helped that perspective yeah. as well. Yeah, and like I said, I, you know, I grew up in nursing homes because of you know mm-hmm. aged family members, and yeah, you know, I, I've always been around old people, and they always call me an old. You know, people used to call me the professor because I was so professional even as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> interesting experience, but yeah, that was years of my formative years. Wow, that's wow. that's that's pretty fascinating. Uh, I, I'm afraid maybe I've <laughs> brought the mood down so a bit. You, you, uh, so, okay, I, I'll bring the mood back up for okay. you. So um, you must have, do you have any weird stories of like the death groan or something like that? Where death yeah, death you know, and, 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 um, some of the people that I worked with would forewarn me about some of those things, though, mm-hmm. too. So I was led to expect them. But uh, oh, one You're of the led to expect what? What did I miss? The death rattle. Yeah, uh, it's sometimes when you know during the process of rigor mortis and uh, the, the bodies will expel gases and things of that nature, even post mortem. You know, okay, after they've died, you'll hear like bubbling or you know, like. It, it, it's the bladders of the body kind of relaxing. Sometimes yeah. you, you'll hear sounds and I've never heard like, Ooh, you know, in the corner <laughs> of a room or anything that like that. Fit. But, you know, they warned me, you know, when you're uh, brushing the hair, sometimes it'll twitch and, you know, stuff like that. And there's, there's all kinds of rules. You <laughs> nope, nope, so you're, nope. you're <laughs> yeah. I'd be out of there I so re- fast. I, you know, I know my, uh, my dad, one of my favorite stories from my dad, my, so my dad is, uh, uh, comes from farmers and, and, uh, um, I know he was with somebody and, um, um, they were taking 
the family member, the the deceased that was in the back of the the um, station wagon um, to the to the morgue. And uh, apparently something happened and the dead body just shot up, like sat up, like something, something happened where like it, it is, there was like a, he woke up. Maybe he no, wasn't really dead. No, I don't think so. <laughs> did did they know how to check that, back then? Like, it was like something, something happened where the, the body fuck? like freaking moved and uh, scared the bejeebies out of all of them. Yeah. Zombie. <laughs> I'm like anyway that that's that's fascinating how, how, how have you been since the last time we saw you oh boy uh, I mean it's you know you ask about this week but mm-hmm. man this week can just eat a bag of dicks oh no <laughs> this, I this hope this is, for me. is this the highlight then of your week <laughs> yeah, well it's this is the biggest busiest time of my year with the pops and stuff like that right. because it's all last minute Christmas gifts and yeah. you know can you do two weeks of work in two days and you know it's <clears> it piling up so I'm like you know, white knuckling and trying to get all this stuff finished. So, cause I don't want to ruin somebody's Christmas, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I've been mired in that. And well, and the U S postal service hasn't been exactly the most, uh, efficient right. these days. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's tough because I have, you know, clients that are in Australia there where, you know, first class mail is just not. Even enough. Mm-hmm. So it's either charge $70 or wait until they lift some of these restrictions. Wow. So, uh, but you know, in the time since we spoke before, you know, I, I met a couple of dudes from this Canadian TV show called Letterkenny. That's right. Oh, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. That happened between. That's right. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those pictures. Yeah. It's it, what's funny is like when, when I met Dylan Playfair, mm-hmm. well, we were taking a picture together and he put his arm around me and he goes, man, you got some meat on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I don't want to make the ladies jealous, but I, you know, I, I put my arm around him too. And I was like, damn, you're pretty solid too there. Because the, uh, he actually lived in Kalamazoo, Michigan for six years. His dad was the head coach of a hockey team. Oh, yeah. Down there. Yeah, that's right. So he was familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tyler, I don't know if you missed his calling or has a pretty bright future in politics, but they, just the personality on that dude. And he, he reminded me so much of Tom wasn't funny just uh, tom, not, sorry tom you cut cruise. out there he, he he reminded you of who tom cruise oh he, okay you know not just the resemblance mm-hmm. but you know uh, they're they have very similar personalities mm-hmm. just in the way that they engage with people and he was incredibly personable and well hopefully you know, he's not crazy though like tom cruise with the scientology <laughs> and shit but uh seemed to be all right yeah <laughs> that's amazing uh did you did you whisper into playfair's ear and said go on the proto stand <laughs> I mentioned it. I mean, I, I showed them both the, the shirt. You're good. And I asked Tyler about his if he'd received it yet. And no, he's, he's ghosting me. I've, I've been trying to get oh. it to him, but he 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 hasn't gone oh. back to me. No, okay. I I want to send it to him, but he won't uh, he won't respond. So until he does, and I thought we got along really well. Too. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought we had fun with him, but anyway, he's moved on. <laughs> he's on the Comic Con circuit now. <laughs> Yeah. So they well, were there for is, you know, this is this is their first time. Like uh mm-hmm. Dylan and James James Daly was there too. Oh yeah. Uh Ronzi, but uh you know, this was both their first comic convention of anything of that type. Because you know, Tyler's done it because of the supernatural connection. Right. But uh the two of them, I mean, they were old pros. They were great up on stage, you know, they did a, a panel and they talked about the show and had, you know, stories relating to some of the filming and things of that nature, but yeah, they were all great. Cool. So they were there for Larry Kenny, not for other shows. I mean, it's one of those things where it's, 
usually you're recognized for whatever the most popular thing is at the moment. Right. And, right. you know, any actor has several different projects under their belt. And, you know, at the time, James was kind of pushing his album because yes. it was about yeah. a week out yeah. from the release of his CD. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was talking about that, which was cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. And again, thanks a lot for sharing those uh, pictures out. That was, that was fun <laughs> to see them. <laughs> I wrote the brand, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you, uh, you didn't get a picture with Daly though, right? Uh, I didn't see. No, I didn't actually get to meet James. Oh, no? because, because he actually owns some of my figures because his mom has bought them from. from oh yeah. Me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to make contact with him because every time that I went back to his booth, he wasn't there mm-hmm. and he was a late addition. I felt sorry for him because a lot of people didn't know that he was going to be there until the last minute. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. I mean, it's uh, it's Friday night, and I know it's a little late, but uh, would you like a coffee, Tanya? Yes. Uh, Victor, would you like a coffee? Have a coffee. Matt, would you like a coffee? I am surprised we're not having coffee right now. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> great, because as you know, Diabolical Coffee is not being served at the produce stand. It is devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. Uh, you can order whole bean, coarse, and standard grind and espresso. Or if you're like Tanya and me, there's a cake-up option for single-cup brewers. I was going to have you record this because you you, you sounded great last time. Maybe, we'll, yeah, we'll have to, I mean, you know, we'll have to pre-record it. Yes. <laughs> Aside from the seven little hiccups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the the voice was there. Yeah, the voice is amazing. Oh, yeah. For the duration of season nine of our podcast, you can use the promo code PROTOSTAND for 10% off anything in the store. That is 10% off all coffee and merch. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric for your support this season. And speaking of support, we have 18 new Twitter followers. So welcome to James Van Rizwick, uh, Nathaniel Hanos from Hemlock Lake, New York, Al J- Jagiello from Chicago, Kristen Lynn, Steve Rose from Barrie, Ontario. Don't Talk, Just Listen podcast, Los Angeles Podcast Network from L.A., uh, Angie B. from Chicago, Mark Grainer, Craig, uh, yeah, Craig Denham, Mike D. from California, Davis Correct from Boston, um, BW Ecology Chartered Ecologists and Environmentalists from Ireland, uh, Lori Douglas, Audio Knots from Your Ears, uh, Joe Sasha from Indiana, and Jim Hill from Weston, Wisconsin. Thank you for following and hopefully for listening. Where is it? Previously on Letterkenny. Last week, we recapped and reviewed episode five of season nine, Sleepover, with our friend Chad. Uh, That episode got a fresh rating from Chad and myself, a clearance from Tanya, and a compost from Sleeping Beauty over here, Victor. Um, according to our scientific Twitter poll, 73.9% of you gave this post, uh, this episode of fresh 13% gave it a clearance and another 13% gave it a compost. Uh, so that's interesting. This week we recap and review episode six of season nine restaurant. Tanya, have you done your homework? Yes. Matt, have you done your homework? You know, I have, uh, I've done my homework. Victor, have you done your homework? IT. <laughs> and, uh, Dennis, have you done your Once. homework? You betcha. All right. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. <laughs> the cold open. We begin with the Hicks at uh, Modine's Three having some puppers. Wayne and Squirrely Dan are giving Derry a hard time for spending too much time on Instagram. Uh, Derry corrects them. He's on Twitter. Wayne tells uh, Derry, well, less doing tweets, more pulling teats. This gets Derry on the topic of gay hooters. He asks if the others uh, he asks if the others have ever heard of gay hooters. They haven't. But uh, Squirrely Dan supposes it's like regular hooters, only for gay guys. So Derry says, so it's like a hooters, but marketed to gay men aged 18 to 35. Uh, Derry still has a few questions like, 
what do gay men like about Hooters? He finds it a little bit queer that they would have uh, to sell the gay community on Hooters. Uh, so Q, Ron, and Dax, who are sitting at the next table. Sell? Sold? Huh? Gay dudes love tits. Is that right? Most of us, yeah. Well, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, it's hard to imagine anyone not liking them, no matter which way you point your sexual compass. So you guys love tits as much as you love dinks? Fuck no. Straight guy gay. Strictly guy gay for verification. Getting good and gay and guy gay. Smashing silly ass. Getting kinky with the dinky. Getting stinky with the dinky. In sync with dink. Is that right? But you also love tits. What's not to love? Yeah, lots of gay dudes secretly love tits. Big, bouncy, fun-loving, party-time tits. <laughs> Big old buoyant, jubbly, sloppy egg yolk knobs. Bounce those snake-eyed Humpty dumplings over here, honey. Let's have a good one. Mm, talking Bobsy twin baby thumpers, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, this gives Derry an idea. What if the food at a gay Hooters was also gay? Okay, so the chickens that you get the chicken wings from, what if they were also gay chickens? Boy, chicken's called cock. So what your suggestion is, is that gay Hooters is a place for men's to go eat gay cocks. In? Free-range chickens is hard enough to breed. Yeah, so it would be a Hooters restaurant marketed to gay men aged 18 to 35 where they could go and enjoy some fried food, but also some eye-level eye candy. I'd rather have a dog's eye view. Dog's eye view of dink. Dink's eye view. Dink in the eye. In sync with dink. <laughs> Was that right? And cue the theme. All right. <clears throat> that was the cold open. Tanya, you're first. What did you think? <laughs> um, you you didn't get it in the clip. Um, there was so many awesome things that Wayne was saying to all of uh, Squirrely Dan, or not Squirrely Dan, um, uh, Matt's, not Matt, geez Louise. Ron and Dax? <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Ron and Dax? <laughs> Who's on first? What's on second? Congrats, um, Matt. All the... <laughs> Dear Lord, all of the uh, it, it was it was all of Wayne's um, expressions and and all of his um, well, comments. Like, is that right? And all of mm. on, uh, all of uh, Dax and Ron's um, mm -hmm. um, comments and expressions from what he was saying. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, you I mean, didn't get those in the clip. Well, I mean, most of them are facial react. I mean, I think most of the time he's just saying, "Is that right? Is that like he was just." progressively more curious so there wasn't a whole Wayne lot kept on saying oh here we go now like, oh that part yes yeah throughout the whole episode Derry just keeps on saying and wayne and, 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 sorry, not wayne and, and yeah. ron and Dax were were like oh this where what direction is this going in yeah. like it was it was all those like little mm -hmm. side things that i really liked oh okay i missed out on that um matt what did you think um it was all right. Yeah. It was, I didn't laugh. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, there was a couple of good moments. I, I funny enough, um, I can actually relate what Tanya was talking about. I was drawn to Wayne in, uh, but, but not in the way you like in what she's saying, but I think it's from a technical perspective, something tripped me up and then I kind of focused on it when they cut to him. I think it was between when he talked about, um, gay food as well. And then he goes, here we go now. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. But that cut felt very, and and his delivery almost felt forced mm -hmm. and awkward in that scene. Mm -hmm. He normally they're so good with their delivery, their timing. That just felt weird to me, and it tripped mm -hmm. me out. Um, and then I kind of lost a bit of focus. But all in, I mean, it was fine. That the subject was what it was. Um, there was a couple good little bits of banter there, but I didn't really laugh. Um, yeah. Again, if we're putting it up against. Some of the we you've already mentioned last of this is the season of 
cold opens and mm-hmm. i wouldn't put i would put this probably at the at the at the low end of the uh the list for the season so far it really didn't do much for me mm-hmm. um again it was fine but uh like i said i got hung up on that one line yeah and then that's fair um I, can, I I pretty much agree with with what you guys are saying. Yeah, in terms of the cold opens this season, they've been amazing. Even last week's, even despite Victor not enjoying it, uh, and the, but this one here was kind of it was just okay. It wasn't bad. It was just okay. I, I love the way uh, um, they they called it Hooters, <laughs> gay Hooters, and, appa- and apparently there was a gay Hooters Twitter account, but it's been suspended. I looked it up and couldn't find it. It's nowhere to be seen, but there's a parody. <laughs> Is Hooters both U.S. and yeah, Canada? Yeah. Oh, are they? I, I didn't they, know. They came up here from the U.S. Like, we didn't yeah. have any for oh, the we, Oh, one. they had them first? Yeah, they had them Oh, first. okay. Of course, oh, they, of course they had them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's a restaurant that only serves fried fried food. And B, it, Hooters. It's <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Say true, their wings are pretty, pretty bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But their breasts that you don't like the breasts, <laughs> chicken know. breast sandwich. <laughs> I thought that was assumed. <laughs> um, Victor, what did you think of this? Yeah, I think Matt Matt kind of nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was just there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the content, like the the content, it, I I don't know. I was I was just confused by it. What's happening here? Like, <laughs> and you know, I've I've been friends, uh, and and I have friends that are gay, and I never heard them talking about how they enjoy Hooters. So I don't know what that's all about. Uh, maybe that's, So I think uh, there is actually truth to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Well, let, let there be truth to it. It's just, yeah. it's just not like, it's not something that I guess... Uh, yeah, well, if Letterkenny is, of, if anything, yeah. it's it's educational, right? So they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, trying exactly. to educate so there's, us. There's that. No, I get, again, just, I don't know what that means, that they like Hooters. Like, what does that actually mean? Are they, I, I, like, sexually attracted to, to them? Like, yeah. what, does that, what does that mean? That, no, they're fun bags. Yeah, they're fun bags. They're just fun to look at. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't, see that. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Why not? Why can't something just be fun to look at? And, and just soft, and soft well, they are fun to look okay. at, but in a and, different and, and, and playful. In, in but they don't way. have to be sexual. They could just He's be saying okay. there's nothing. Fun you know in your, your life squishy you like, ball that, that you play not with. To, but you like to look at. You know that squishy ball that you play with. I'm sure you have it like right in front you mean of you. Like this hippo. No, not the hippo. The okay, but you know what? Oh, hold on. Let's stick with the yeah, hippo. Let's stick with the hippo. He's got the hippo. He likes playing with the hippo. He likes handling the hippo. But is he sexually attracted to the hippo? I hope not. <laughs> you like playing with it, touching totally it, squeezing it. Either. I don't know because I don't know. They're they're not. Like, it's, you like the sensation of it. Sure, it's like it a was fidget a little toy. Bit, it's, it was a little bit distracting because I was just kind of. I was a little bit distracting as I typically am with Hooters, but for different reasons. Okay. I just was trying trying to kind of make sense of it, and then we go from from that. To to gay cocks? Mm-hmm. What what the hell is that? Oh, that, that was fun. I thought that was fun. <laughs> I, I thought that was a fun turnaround. Uh, Ron well, and Dax. You know, yeah, okay. Ron and Dax were great in this scene. I mean, if, if you wanted yeah, to give yeah. just an MVP to the cold open, it's Ron and Dax. Yeah, yeah. No, no. They they were certainly good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does, but, does gay exist in the animal kingdom? Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's scientifically okay. proven. It's a thing. It's a thing. All right, fair enough. That's, so I wonder that's if it. gay chickens st- still enjoy breasts. <laughs> anyway, uh, <Okay>. Dennis, <laughs> what did you think of this cold open? Uh, it, it it reminded me a lot of conversations I've had, oddly enough. It, it just, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which part? 
to it. <laughs> it's funny with the the straight dudes I know. We never really talk about that stuff right. in, in that regard. But some of the lengthiest conversations I've ever had about breasts were with gay dudes mm-hmm. because they're just fascinated by it. Because there's no sexual component to it it's all tactile right you know they just like the symmetry Mm -hmm. and they get away with murder too (laughs) i mean it's like i don't know you know like i've been around these poor girls that are just getting groped by these dudes and it's because like oh my god like isn't this funny you know it's like they get away with <laughs> because they know there's not a sexual component and they yeah. play into it and they're just rubbing it into the straight guys yeah. look what i can do oh, that you can't yeah. are, are, the, restraining order. are the women fine Gorgeous. with it <laughs> oh yeah i've Girl, never been groped by a gay guy I must say so are the women fine with it like is it is it it's just all fun so, so hold on, let me put it this it. way. I mean, and, and there's a component of it where it's, you know, like the girl knows that they're torturing you too by mm-hmm. letting a dude grope <laughs> them in front of you too. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Matt? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, this is, this is absolutely like, uh, I've seen this before too. And, and I mean, they, they, they reenact and reenact that they <laughs> interpret this in movies and stuff all the time where like um, a gay guy's best friend, it might be a girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, they are very close. And I think, in a lot of cases, it's like the, the girl will often treat him just like she would any other girlfriend. So mm-hmm. whatever they do, and it's the same idea. And because that whole, like you're right, that whole sexual tension is out the window. It's, it's not, not even on the table. Yeah. It's not with even big, a thought. With the big difference is that girlfriends typically don't handle each other's boobs. Not necessarily. Whereas, <laughs> they, yeah, well, they, there's well, truth to that. I'm saying typically, right? Yeah, I, no, I, I, I am a girl. I, I can I can confirm. Yeah, let's that not generalize there, Victor. <laughs> Yeah. No, well, well, clearly, Maybe you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Why do they always go to the bathrooms together? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> to fondle each other's breasts? I mean, Who knows? Tanya went bra shopping last week and she was fondled. I was touched for sure. But it's just like, it's, it's, it's not a sexual at all. Mm-hmm. It's just no. like, make sure that they're lined up proper. It's, it's, you know? it's clinical. It's, it's clinical, Barry. Yeah. It's clinical. <laughs> Yeah, you remove that element completely out of the conversation, out of the equation, and it's a very different relationship. Yeah, no. Uh, coming out of the theme, the Hicks are in their farmhouse kitchen. Derry informs everyone else that Sir Bill's, as a local mom and pop restaurant, has closed, uh, even though they served the best breakfast uh, ever since Gail started her uh, serving brunch. Nobody went to Sir Bill's anymore. Uh, Katie always thought that uh, Modine's three and Sir Bill's should have combined, have breakfast spot by day and bang up spot by night. Sadly, it's too late for that now. Uh, Derry says uh, that there isn't much room for competition in a small town. You need customer loyalty. Well, Wayne scoffs at the no- notion of loyalty. He says, while loyalty is crucial, it's also a dying art. Uh, Derry continues to say that Gail is going to need her loyal- their loyalty because uh, he's heard that one of those big city chain restaurants are moving in. Uh, Wayne gets excited. Could it be a Harvey's? <laughs> no. Squirrely uh, <laughs> uh, Squ- Squ- Dan says, uh, guesses that it's a Toxo Bells. <laughs> uh, also a no. Uh, Katie guesses a St. Hubert or St. Hubert to those in, from Ontario. And also no. It's one of those places that's always on about their <laughs> casual fine dining. <laughs> Ew. Ew. It's one of those places that focuses on upscale comfort food. <laughs> Ew. Ew. One of those places that's always on about their gastro fare. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Although there are, um, there are um, perks to those sorts of places. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say... <laughs> The perkiest. <laughs> Where'd you go if you like some perkies? User DGENs. For restaurants. Yeah. One of those places where you're not paying for the G&T, you're paying for the TNA. Short skirts, full bras, can't lose. That's their motto. Grow up. 
All due respect, Miss Katie's, Professor Trisha says it's perfectly ethical for women to be as sexual as they want, including wearing clothes what makes them feel powerful. No, it's not the women who work there that I have a problem with. They can get theirs, and I'm here for it. It's the leering men that really chat my ass. The male gaze. Male gaze? You mean like Dax and Ron? <laughs> Fuck you, Ron. Fucking fire, eh? Uh, that's an example of Wayne making fun of Derry throughout the whole episode. Yeah. He, he does that. Uh, Katie goes, gets up to leave. Wayne asks where she's going. She's going to be a loyal customer to Gail. The Hicks agree to also go and be loyal customers for Gail. Uh, before I go on to the next scene, can we just talk about for a second how Wayne thinks that a fancy big city restaurant is a Harvey's? <laughs> and Scrooge Dan thinks that a Taco Bell is a fancy big city restaurant. I mean... That's how small a town. This is that's how Podunk. They have nothing. Yeah, exactly. They've they've got nothing. So, but these, uh, but those kind of things, they 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 crush small towns. And, you know what? Uh, anyone? Uh, it, growing up in the town I grew up in, the biggest news was when the first uh, uh, McDonald's opened, and yeah. we were yeah, so excited when we heard when the McDonald's was coming to to Bradford, and uh, because and then and what happens was it 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 killed. The other greasy spoon that we loved, we used to go to all the time. Yeah. Even though it, it was better food, probably, or tastier food anyway. Um, McDonald's killed them because they were yeah. cheaper, faster, and and they were McDonald's. Yeah. I've got a I've got family at East who own a grocery store in a very small town in Nova mm-hmm. Scotia. And uh when the Walmart opened mm-hmm. up, and it wasn't even that like, it was still like 20 minutes from like outside in the next town, a couple towns over. Yeah. It was it was a big deal. And to the point that like we would tiptoe around family members. Like we would never say we went to that Walmart in front of the family homeless. <laughs> Not because we, we would still shop there because sure. the grocery store was close to our cottage, but you know, they don't have everything, yeah. but we would never make word of it because they would get so insulted and, and just mortified that we would possibly take our business elsewhere mm-hmm. because of how crippling it is. And they definitely saw a big dip. They had to do a lot of change when that happened. Cause people were going driving those 20 minutes to get to the Walmart and, yeah. uh, yeah, so big, big, big city business. Mm-hmm. Triples. Yeah, now Bradford has three McDonald's. <laughs> but but yeah. when I grew up, when they got there first, it was it was a huge, huge deal. I remember just having this debate with my mom because we have a tiny little um, uh, convenience store, a uh, little grocery store, and you'll pay a dollar to five dollars more for any kind of item that you could get at the the town next to us and she loses her mind that we'll go over there and get some milk or something and i'm like you know what i am always going to support them i'm always going to you know once a week just grab something that i need uh, and i have no problem with it Mm -hmm. the gas price the way it is now too who wants to go into the next town over it's like you know what just get get it and support your your hometown for sure Mm -hmm. all right scene two uh, we cut to the skids lair. Rold is spinning some tunes while Connor and Darian are dancing. As Stuart comes in, Rold's excited to play him a new Neapolitan funk combination. Stuart dismisses Rold from the DJ table with a flick of the force. He berates Rold, telling him the Neapolitan funk was yesteryear's genre. Uh, Stuart's currently fully immersed in Nigerian neurofunk movement. Uh, the two skids continue to argue over baggy trance, mid-century word jazz, and Hungarian underground top 40. Uh, Stuart incredulous the rest of uh, the rest of us is confused uh rolled says stewart can't be mad at him for not being up on his musical preference he hasn't been he hasn't dj'd in, in what feels like years uh stewart fights back the urge to force choke rolled again he's fully aware of his dry spell he plan his plan is to become the next house dj at 
Letterkenny's new restaurant. Rold thinks uh, Rold says he loves tits. Uh, then Rold just can't imagine all the groundbreaking styles that he can bring to the masses beyond the standard bland, bland restaurant fare. Rold couldn't agree more. He says half of them still think it's 2005 and play mashups. Uh, Stewart says mashups are a cardinal sin in the in the DJ realm. I have no time for MP3s titled Fleetwood Macklemore. Or Rolling Stone Roses. Ugh, Meredith Brooks and Dunn. Barry White Zombie. James Taylor Swift. Casey and the Sunshine Band of Horses. Olivia Newton, John Mayer. Rage Against the Miami Sound Machine. Rage Against Florence and the Machine. Fugazi Osborne. Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Phantom Planet. I'm Mother Earth, Wind, and Fire. 30 seconds to Bruno Mars. <laughs> Clap your hands, say yeah, yeah, yes. Bustily and Ryan. Faith Hill and no more. George Michael Buble. Seven Mary Threelin. The Pointer Sisters of Mercy. Slick Rick Ross. Simply Red Hot Chili Peppers. To the restaurant. I love Dan. Next scene, Riley and Jonesy are at the gym, but they're not working out. They're eating Sandos. Jonesy asks Riley if he's heard about the restaurant opening. Uh, Riley's excited because there are going to be some top-line snipes working there. Jonesy agrees. Riley's secret, secretly even more excited about the uh, big city Sandos. Stop, Cheddar. Stop, Swiss. You know what they call arugula in England, buddy? Rocket! Not you, but you are a rocket. NASA certified. Look at that big city bread. Oh, gotta celebrate the biscuit, buddy. You gotta worship the focaccia. A shrine to all 12 seeds and grains. Sauce me a pass, bro. Pass me a sauce, buddy. A little sriracha aioli. A little truffle reduction. A little pesto mayo. A little curry ketchup. A little spicy brown habanero dill mustard. Fuck! A little peri-peri wasabi horseradish. Fuck! And after climaxing on the idea of the big city sandals, Riley and Jonesy look at their pathetic excuses for sandwiches and proceed to just throw them away. Not into the trash, just literally all over the gym. Uh, scene four, back at Modine's three, the Hicks are sitting at the bar. Gail isn't loving how quiet it is in the bar. Derry tells her it's likely the fact there's a new restaurant that's open in Letterkenny. Gail says that restaurant is about as welcome as an outhouse breeze. Uh, Katie assures her she has loyal customers for life in the four of them. Uh, Gail says it's great, but the city it's poached her best server. This gets a very disappointed, oh, Bonnie McMurray from the Hicks as Bonnie walks out of the kitchen. Bonnie assures them that she's still working at Modine's 3. She's got a double shift in two places. Uh, Gail calls Bonnie a Judas. Bonnie defends herself, saying we've all got to make our paper, and she's not surprised they poached her. She has more Savoy fare than any of them, uh, than any, anyone in town. Uh, Hicks mocked Bonnie on the use of Savoy fare. Uh, then uh, Squilly Dan asks Bonnie if she really wants to work at a place that's going to exploit her like that. Can't exploit me if I volunteer, bud. Tips. You really want guys leering at you all night long while you're trying to do work? How is that any different than being around YouTube? Or how Gail exploits Wayne around here? Well, Wayne and I have is a sacred bond between bartender and customer. And sometimes my weighted body pillow. Yawn. Uh, Squid Dan says uh, he's heard those places take part in bad business practices. Rosie says someone just tried to recruit her. Uh, Wayne asks for what reason, and Rosie offers him a pair of reasons. Uh, this uh, gets a fare from Wayne. Bonnie leaves for her shift, and then uh, Derry proclaims that he doesn't leer. Bonnie, you're a king leer. You're leer as folk. You're leer in present danger. Nothing to leers, but leers itself. Leers for fears. I don't leer. Leer down, big rig. 
Next scene, Stuart and Rold walk into the restaurant to deliver the good news that Stuart will be their DJ. Uh, they're met by Mia Sophia, who's the manager, and Tassie and Cassie, the two former bro dude girls. Uh, they're played by twin sisters Julia and Lauren Birch. Uh, Stuart tells Mia Sophia how lucky she would be to have him as a DJ in her new restaurant. Uh, Mia Sophia is underwhelmed, but asks for a resume anyway, and Stuart just scoffs at the idea of having to pro- provide uh, credentials. He's incredulous at the idea of having to prove himself as the best DJ in Letterkenny. Mia Sophia informs him that Letterkenny is a minor league. Uh, he's up against city talent. She asks Stuart if he at least has a SoundCloud. Stuart informs her he only posts his mixes on the dark web. And so Marie, uh, Mia Sophia tells them to beat it. Next scene, back at the gym, Riley and Jonesy's excitement over the Sandos at the new restaurant turns into excitement over the toilets at the new restaurant. Oh, first class shitters, bro. Floor to ceiling doors on the stalls. Sports page above the pisser. Exotic foot flush buttons. You know what I love doing at those pissers? <laughs> I bet I know. I love a game where you try and melt, melt all the, the ice, ice in the urinal, urinal with your pee. Erda, <laughs> Erda. Uh, then their excitement finally turns to the snipes with a little help from Ron and Dax. You ever wheeled in a chain restaurant, buddy? Buddy, I've never not wheeled in a restaurant. I wheeled a hostess before my seating pager went off. I wheeled a double shifting server post zoo sticks with extra dip. I wheeled the manager while she was rolling her loonies for her cash out. I diddled in the golden griddle. I wheeled the Kelsey out of Kelsey's. I wheeled the Casey out of Casey's. <laughs> I fucked Bubba Gump of Bubba Gumps. Flagship store. Bought on my first top at IHOP. Gobbled cock at Manchu Walk. Straight up the Pulius at Orange Julius. You know I fuck guys at Popeyes. Ripped a double choco at El Pollo Loco. Raging bone at Cold Stone. Took it in the back at Shake Shack. Ever suck Willie's at Chili's? Buddy, I've had five guys with a side of fries. Be thighs. <laughs> Don't tell no lies. Have you guys ever heard of gay hooters? Next scene, back at Modine Street. Gail is getting a wee bit nervous at the lack of loyal clientele coming in. Katie can't even understand the appeal of opening a major chain restaurant in, in Letterkenny. The Hicks are tr- starting to suggest things to Gail that could help her compete, like rocking deep-fried mushroom Mondays to compete with their Mata Stick Monday. Uh, this upsets the, uh, Gail. She does, she does what she does, and her customers are either loyal or they're not. Uh, the Hicks change their tact and decide to compliment Gail on what she does do right, like not asking customers, what are your big plans for the night while waiting for them to pay the bill? Uh, Squirrely Dan likes it when they ask that because sometimes he's excited to share. Uh, Derry starts giggling. Gail never says, how are the first few bites tasting? Squirrely Dan rumbles under his breath. Maybe it's not tasting so good. Uh, but this sets the, the rest of the Hicks off on a jag about the word taste. I don't know what, there's something real pervy about that word taste. McMurray pervy, as I recall. Who could forget? It's just a word. You think? You don't think it sounds a little bit pervy at all to say, and how are the first few bites tasting? (laughs) Hey, hey, everything tasting to your liking? I see you've had a taste. How was it? Couple bites there. How's it taste? Taste good. Oh yeah, you like how it (laughs) tastes? Check please. Sure thing. What are your big plans for the night? Uh, next scene, back at the restaurant, the skids return. This time, Rold is carrying crates of vinyl. Stuart wants to show off his glorious display of 12 inches. Um, um, uh, what's her name? Mia Sophia thinks uh, 12 inches may be a little bit of an exaggeration. Rold assures her it isn't. Stuart redirects the conversation back to his crates of vinyl. They are all rare white label bootlegs. 
we have the two-step garage remix of Melissa Etheridge. Bobby McFerrin live at Budokan. Skrillex early acoustic demo. There's a recording of Daft Punk literally playing at James Murphy's house. Chicago covering Boston. Boston covering Toronto. Toronto covering Chicago. Stop. <laughs> Fuck, you guys sound like a game of meth head cards against humanity. Impressed? Mia Sophia wasn't even listening. She noticed that they have a case of vinyls. Uh, Stuart berates her for not knowing the plural for vinyl is vinyl. Uh, she doesn't give a fuck about the English lesson. They don't have turntables. Stuart is once again incredulous. He asks what her DJs use. Um, Mia Sophia says that one brings a circle contraption and another just plays YouTube clips off her phone. <laughs> this is blasphemy for the, the skids. I also checked out your online presence. You have none. Mm-hmm. But um, did you check the dark web? Listen, there are two types of DJs you hire in this business. Those who suck but bring people down and those who don't suck and don't bring people down but keep people here. If you have big tits and experienced DJing in the city, even better. Love that big city titty. What about itty bitty city titty? Pretty shitty. Give me one. Good reason you won't hire me. I've given several, but let's recap. Big picture, you don't have followers, you don't have tits, and you probably don't even do mashups. (laughs) This sets the skids off on a mashup jag. Probably looking for a little in XS Club 7. <laughs> Talk to me when you got some post Maloney Island. <laughs> a little Blink 182 chains. Come back when you've got some KRS One Direction. Maybe a little Stone Temple 21 Pilots. 21 Savage Garden. Uh, George Michael Bolton. Less talk, more Cat Power Stevens. Uh, Lil Wayne Newton. Halsey and Oats Bitch. Cardi Beastie Boys. Cardi B52s. Alice in Chain Smokers. Fallout Boy George. The Jackson Five Seconds of Summer. Cardi Beatles. <laughs> The skids storm off. Final scene back at Modine's three. The bar is empty except for the skids. Derry and Squirrely Dan are doing their usual uh, schneef uh, hoovering jag. You ever hoovered schneef in a restaurant? I've hoovered schneef at a Subway sandwiches, cutting it up with a fully stocked rewards cards. I've hoovered schneef and gone back for a fountain pop refill. I've hoovered schneef off the middle buns of my Biggs Max. I've hoovered schneef off of a billfold before paying my tab. I've hoovered schneef off of the baby chain station in a handicap stall at an Eastside Mario's and Etobicoke's. I've hoovered gluten-free schneef. I've hoovered uh, ocean-wise schneef. I've hoovered schneef at a cactus club in Saskatoon and heard a fella in the next stall say, Get it in ya. Fucking D-Gens. Gaylor. Do lots of people hoover schneef in here? I pour lamp oil on the tops of the toilet tanks before every shift. If anyone dumps schneef on it, it dissolves instantly. Yeah, really? She, she does. does. I'm the only one who's gonna get you fucked up in here. You being the key word, because there ain't no one else to serve. Because my customers are as loyal as Sir Bills. Uh, production note, I'm pretty sure I've eaten at that Eastside Mario's in Etobicoke. <laughs> Where? There is no Eastside Mario's in Etobicoke. Isn't- I was just thinking that. Or uh, Sherway. Isn't there one near Sherway? But that's not a Tobacco anymore, is it? No. Well, no. Uh, n- no. No, no, I wouldn't call that a Tobacco. Oh, okay. So maybe there isn't one. Maybe there was when uh, when, <laughs> when Kate Trevor still once, worked once there. Because I got fixed in that same thought. I'm like, where the fuck is... By the way, Matt and I work in a Tobacco. <laughs> so that's <laughs> so we're trying to figure out where these side Mario's is. Uh, just then, uh, Riley and Jonesy enter the bar. Riley asks if the kitchen is still open. Katie uh, thought for sure they'd be marching up skirt in the new place. Riley says they were, but they looked at the menu and the sandals are $26. Uh, Gail suggests they share. Jonesy said it said no sharing on the menu. Gail called them godless motherfuckers. Uh, Next, the the skids walk in. Uh, They brought Gail and her patrons the the finest of worldly songsmith selections. Gail asks, what patrons? The skids look around the empty bar. Uh, They ask if they can put on some chosen, some music uh, in a chosen sequence anyway, and Gail agrees. And then finally, Bonnie walks in. 
They caught me. Bit of a disaster over there, actually. They weren't prepared for the crowd. Yeah, see, they're making fools of themselves over there, Gaylor. So everybody's leaving? You heard it here first. A large crowd of people enter Modine's three. Bonnie says she guesses she's working a triple. Uh, music plays and Gail flashes the double victory sign and they fade to black. And that's the episode. Tanya, guess what? I'm purse. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking ready. Oh, Bring it. Wow, you got like notes and shit. You've been uh, scribbling. We razzed her. We razzed her enough that she's like, I better get this shit right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Okay, the end there. Did Bonnie say that they cut her? Yeah. That they fired her? Um, sounds like <laughs> it, yeah. No, or cut cut or, from her shift. Or sent her home, maybe. Yeah. Why why when they knife. were why were when they said she said that they were so like they so were so I have busy. I have a theory on that, but we'll, when when it gets to my turn, I will say you it. don't want to answer me now. Well, because I don't know for for sure why, <laughs> but I'm, I've got a theory why. I, I, it's, right. it's probably my theory as well. Yeah. So All right. Well, that's one of my questions. Thank you for answering it. Okay. Moving on. You know, this isn't a Q, this isn't a Q and A. <laughs> I just I have a simple question. I thought, but think okay. of it as a monologue. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh man victor oh man victor okay so um i found that this uh it was a good episode it jumped around um there's so many lovely little tidbits here there and everywhere um tidbits tidbits that's what i said tit bits um so i was uh i wasn't a huge fan of the interactions between the skids and Mia Sophia. Um, the skids with the music rant, they did it twice. They double dipped. They did it with um, when they were in the basement mm -hmm. and then they did it again yeah. when they were at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, but they mashed it differently. Did they? I don't yeah. feel like they did. I they feel used like George Michael in two different uh, oh. mashups. Oh dear! Like I, I just felt like it went there twice. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not huge into... Uh, my music references. I love music, but yeah, I I I, I kind of could skip over that one. Mm -hmm. What really stood out to me was Riley and Jonesy. Um, they nailed every time it, it panned back to them. Um, they nailed it every single friggin' time. The the food talk, mm -hmm. uh, loving the curry uh, ketchup, <laughs> like all the different sandwich references. They got just as excited about food as I do, so I really loved that. Um, and then when they referenced the the bathrooms uh, and what they really like about uh, the the restaurants and the floor to ceiling uh, doors, you know, not having to hold the door when you pee like that's <laughs> awesome. Like that. That's when, you know, you're at a at, at a nice An place, upscale right? restaurant at a, at a big <laughs> or when you don't have to use the toilet paper to like fill the hole because the door lock is that broken is like a peak hole instead. You know, those are the upscale. Dennis places. Is, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> Those what, are, what are these? What are these degen places that you go to? Like, the, I, these I, are I, the places <laughs> that you hold your tray, that you take your tray to the table. Oh so goodness. I love, I, I loved everything. Like Riley and Jonesy loved it. Loved uh, Dax and Ron. Um, the thigh slapping, like holy funny. <laughs> Damn it! I had that written down too. That was I think I, I heard in an interview or somewhere that that was he. He did that. It was ad libbed. And they loved it so much. They they asked. Yeah, to, it was to, perfect. Yeah. It, it was, was ad, the best ad, part of that ad, scene. Ad, ad, fine, ad yeah, fine. Ad, 
are you going <laughs> to get off my dick or what? Anyways, the thigh slapping. Loved it. Um, Gail with the outhouse breeze. Fantastic. Great line, yeah. Um, the tasting, the the skit was great. It's so true. Like, um, uh, you know, I just the $26 sandwiches and no sharing is referenced on the menu. I just... That was fantastic. What I did want to point out, though, uh, Gail last week did the whole brunch thing. Was that last week? I feel like it was last week. Last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. Whatever. She didn't she put a restaurant out of business because she then brought the brunch. Well, that was this the, the cold open for this one. She put a, put bills out of business because he was a breakfast place. And since she started serving lunch. So she's just now getting her come up and <laughs> oh, I didn't want to say it but that you wanted to say it though that isn't that kind of like that <laughs> yeah sure okay that's all my two cents it's like uh, Marie Fred coming back to letter Kenny to rat out on uh on what's his name for for I, cheating on yeah, Katie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like except it didn't actually happen. She mm-hmm. almost got her comeuppance, but everything and everything was. That's fine. right. Yeah, it's almost like maybe she planned it. Anyway, Matt, <laughs> what did you? So think? yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue a topic Tin has touched on because mm-hmm. I think it's one that needs to be addressed further, which is the first class shitters. <laughs> um, this was a this one touched dear to my heart. <laughs> okay. um, I, I, I was, so there's two things about this one, uh, the, the ice in the urinal, I was genuinely as excited for them <laughs> when they start talking, because if I walk in anywhere and there's ice in that urinal, oh, where'd the ice you, come from? It usually comes from the, the, they come in. Yeah. The, yeah. They throw some ice in. There. I think Anyways. it's just a surplus from the ice makers too. Oh, yeah, and, I, and I, and I promise you this has happened multiple times. Oh, sure. If there's say, if there's say three urinals, mm-hmm. I will look for the one with the most ice. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm taking out as much of this. Yeah, ice and then you're playing a uh, missile command. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, a absolutely. thing. And, pew, and, if pew, you pew. Have a, and if you have a short pee, you're actually disappointed. You're yeah. like, Fuck. I'm not done. <laughs> So, 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 so I, I never have I ever peed at a urinal. So why, yeah, why is there ice? Why? I don't well, know. I, why. I, as long as far as I can tell, it's they, they do it to, because they get excess ice from the ice makers and they just throw them in the urinals to use them, to keep them, to keep the, from the stinking. Smell? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, Dennis, do you know? It, but also, yeah, it's, it's because, you know, urine has a lot of uh, salts in it, basically. So they can clog plumbing. Oh, so okay. the more water that there is going through the same yeah. process, it keeps it from building up. I knew there had to be reasons. It saves it on flushing probably too, right? Like, Is yeah. there a flush at the urinal? Usually. Although uh, the keg, the urinals don't flush. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Drop. Now we need to Yeah, there's a whole a different urinal culture that you girls have nothing, uh, yeah. nothing so about. So is there like a handle, or like a button, or like does it, is it like one of those all instants? All, yeah, all different all ones. Kinds. It's the like motion all ones. Is there handles. a motion one? There's, there's usually motion. Switches. And where does the water come from? Like, is like at a water fountain? Like sure. down the back? <laughs> yes. Down the back of the, yes. of the urinal? Yeah. It's yeah. actually, it's a man that comes out with a big jug. It's true. I, I really you push a button and the man comes out. Or is it like a, is it a bucket? Or is it like one of those rainfall shower heads at the top of it that just like trickle Again, down? it depends no, on. Often the when you enter the bathroom, they give you a bucket of water. Yeah. yeah. And then you walk yeah. over with you. And then when I you're done, I want to know, is this like a waterfall in. type of thing? What? My favorite was uh, the old Maple Leaf Gardens. It wasn't a urinal, it was just a trough. Because, because, yeah. so, as, so as many men that could fit side by, like shoulder to shoulder, yeah. could get up on it and piss into this trough that was just yeah. constantly. True story. Yeah. 
Oh my is God. there water in the what, trough? Yeah. Oh, like, how do you stop the little Buffalo, kids from playing in the water? They, well, you, oh, you, they, they had the same trough, but it was in a circle. So Where? it was like okay, uh, Buffalo, uh, whatever their stadium is called. Oh, for the Bills, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that, except it was like a fount, like a circle. And so you're you're with like a big pole in the middle, but still guys are pointing at each other. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a real thing. These, yeah, I guess you would never. I, never was drunk. <laughs> I was in a bathroom the other day and uh, there was urinals and I'm not that tall. I think I'm five, nine or so. Um, and where I was standing, I realized the top of the urinal was almost in alignment with my, with my place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I was even an, two inches taller, I would effectively be standing above the urinal top. Mm-hmm. So anyone tall using this urinal, I'm like, they'd have to stand back a bit. Like there's a bit of a maneuver that would have had to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah to, they come in different shapes and sizes. Avoid splashback. Yeah. There's all well, there's usually yeah, like a little boy back. one. And then, a, a yeah, like were you at the little boy one, urinal? Right? No, no, no. They were all little boy ones. In this one. It was weird. Maybe were, I was in school. Were you yeah. at, the, at a daycare? What? Uh, it's possible. I was in the wrong building. <laughs> anyway. What? Okay. So. Wait, wait, wait. While we're there. Okay. So like blue pox, I know that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. instead of blue pox, some places just use ice. Yeah. What's or the blue? What's the difference between what's the blue pot? It's a smell. The yeah, pock it's, is, it's is just chemical. a smell. Yeah. It's not like a water thing. No. Gotcha. No. And probably like to Dennis's point, maybe it reduces the amount of salt I or didn't something. Know they or flushed. Maybe it's I mean, it serves another purpose too, where you know it's you know, they got it the urinus above the the turlet. It's you know, <laughs> because they give you something to aim at. It's like training a kid with uh, yeah, yeah. with the cheer. Well, yeah, I can't with see a blue puck and not aim at the blue puck. Same right. as the ice. You uh, can't see the ice yeah. with, and not not try to melt the ice. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and, and sorry to derail us so much on this so, shit talk. I'm but very very that was sorry. Tanya. I know. I know. I, I, well, I know, and it's fair. That's why I knew it was topical. And and there, and I, one final note that I wanted to touch on that particular topic um, from uh, from the awesome stalls. I can tell you, and the where we work, uh, we 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 have multiple floors in a building, and mm-hmm. where our reception is, a few years back, they did up those bathrooms to like almost like executive level kind mm-hmm. of bathrooms. And I'm telling you, the moment they did that, and I'm like six floors above, <laughs> you started the, taking the elevator down. <laughs> every time I had to go to the bathroom, you know where I went? Yeah, <laughs> the executive that that bathroom. So <laughs> that became funny. my place. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I won't lie, I was one floor above, and I would often come downstairs for that oh, too. Oh it was so God. worth it. It was so Everybody's worth the trip. Everybody's to the same toilet. <laughs> they were they were nice. Yeah. They were there. so, so they heated, playing music, <laughs> soothing sounds, and light action. They were just nicer. Like the other to- <laughs> the other bathrooms were kind of like truck stop bathrooms, and then there's yeah, yeah, this absolutely. dark wood. The doors were panel, nicer. the doors were nicer. They didn't have that gap, so you didn't need to use the, the paper to. to <laughs> they had yeah. uh, the the yeah. motion sensor doors, so you don't have to touch anything. You just you wave know what your they hand. need in bathrooms. I'm inventing something right now. So they need something that like sucks the smell out. Like they need like they one. Of, that, yeah. No, it, they don't have anything like that. But sure, they do. We have one in our bathroom. No, no, but for public for, bu- for public bathrooms. Oh, they do. Trust me, they, they bigger do. Fans, yeah, there's bigger fans. Yeah. Fancy bathroom. No, like I'm meaning at the stall. Like you can press the button. Like there's oh. a number two coming. Press the oh, button. Oh, you want your own individual. Yeah, st- I want it to suck out the back. <laughs> she wants like she wants a gay chicken to come in and suck the air out. <laughs> <I> just, 
<laughs> it's an invention. What? You wait one day in the fancy bathrooms. They're going to have them. <laughs> I'm sure some, oh. some some places they do, and it's just a, a human being who comes out and sucks this. Just waves. <laughs> yeah, waves a, a fan, fan or something. <laughs> <Gets a> fan. <laughs> Starts a wave. Oh, man. All right. Uh, this episode. Are you Sorry, were you done? Oh, I, no. I only talked about shitters. <laughs> oh, no, you have more than that. You have more oh, insight. I'll, I'll try I, to keep I, I don't think you even said anything I'm about the move away from the I, have, I have not said a single thing about the episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> not a word. <laughs> but I'll try to keep it short because I, I know Tanya wants to talk more about shitters. So no, no. Um, the episode as a whole uh, was okay. There mm-hmm. was a lot going on. The wordplay to me, um, I, I agree. It, there was a couple loopbacks. It became... Just went in a loop. It felt like in a lot of like. So there's episodes where word plays worked really well. I didn't feel it shine, but there were some good moments. Mm-hmm. Um, the the music references I liked a few because I like to try to picture a few of them. There was like a, a Cardi B Beatles reference there. I'm like, oh, that'd be an interesting little mashup. So like, I'm I'm visualizing these. Um, I Mother Earth, Wind and Fire. I'm like, can you imagine those two together? Like, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I definitely enjoyed that shit. I like the theme of the episode um, around the small town loyalty. They always try to do that and i get it i mean even living in the city i still make an effort to avoid chains where i can like i have some that i will go to and probably will always go to the rest of days but i do try to support local try Mm -hmm. to you know go to those those smaller residents because they're also way better Mm -hmm. if you find the right one there that's where that's where the best stuff comes from the chain lose all consistency uh there's no creativity there's no passion you know they always talk about but it's true you can you can sense it you can taste it uh most chains can't control that and uh you lose a lot there so that was that's that um the other last point i'll quickly make um where's where's mcmurray been um he was, unless I'm wrong, he really only made a quick appearance in the first episode, the American yeah. Buck and Doe, but we haven't seen him yet. They made a couple of references to him, mm-hmm. but he's kind of been. And for all we know, they might've shot those, the, 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 some of those scenes from the first episode in the previous season. Who knows? Cause that was like a continuation, yeah. right? But yeah. Cause yeah, he hasn't like, been, he hasn't been around at all. They're keeping the characters there, but mm-hmm. he's not. Yeah. Um, and I, and I keep wondering to myself, um, like where the hell is he? Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was any theories or maybe they just. They might have been uh, unavailable to shoot or maybe they didn't, you know, some of the stories. I I can't picture McMurray in the sleepover episode without it getting all derailed. Um, um, And the kids with problems like what would he. What, what would he would he give enunciation classes to the, to these kids like uh, i don't maybe. know <laughs> i don't know i just i just I just i'm missing i maybe i'm missing him maybe yeah. that's it and missing maybe mcmurray i right, get All it right. cool um let's see what do i like about this episode i love uh i loved ron and dax i thought they were really good in this episode like they had some of the best back and forth dialogue and scenes and like whips whip smart um Riley and Jonesy, I love the, those two scenes in the gym where they want they want to talk about how excited they are about the big city snipes, but then but their conversation always goes to instead sandals and bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> but they try to go back to talking about the snipes, but they're actually more excited about sandwiches and bathrooms than they Absolutely. are about. So I found that amusing. Um, Squirrely Dan in the scenes at the bar with Gail. Uh, when they're when they're especially on the jag about the word taste, he's saying stuff under his breath that's hilarious. Like if, if listen to it, he's 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 being he's it's really funny what he's saying. Like um, 
the, the, you know, I, they hate it when they ask, how does that first taste, uh, how does the first taste or whatever? Yeah. And his, and his, <laughs> well, what if it's, you know, what if it's a bad first yeah, taste? Yeah. Like he, he's, he's hurt that they're taking such offense to it. And there was another one or two lines where he delivers in that way, which I found really funny. And then also, I mean, Tanya pointed out, there's a bunch of throwaway lines throughout the episode where Wayne is berating Derry for what he's saying. Cause Derry's saying inappropriate things at the inappropriate time. Like the one time where uh, Gail notices that her bar is empty and she obviously knows it's a, because of the restaurant, but Wayne, but Derry points it out. Oh, it's yeah. because a new restaurant's open and everyone's over there, don't you know? And and Wayne's yeah. like, "What are you?" They're all totally like, "Read the room." Bud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Re- read the room. <laughs> so, uh, so I found that uh, amusing. Overall, it's just an okay. It's a down the middle kind of okay episode. There was nothing that I hated about this episode, but there was nothing that jumped out or made me laugh like really hard in this episode. So. Yeah, that's my take. Victor? You needed to oh, answer the question. Right, sorry. So here's my theory, and I'm, I mean, sure. I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> Bonnie's a spy. She went there to sabotage the restaurant. Her and Gail had it all planned out. Because when Bonnie comes that. back in, she winks, at she, the, and then the people start filing in. She winks at Gail, and Gail flashes the double peace sign, kind of like gang style. You didn't see it because the window went to small. But yeah, she does kind of this. Oh. Right. Uh, right at the end. Uh, so that was that's telling me that her and she and Bonnie had that all planned. So Bonnie went over there. She took the job to go over there to mess it all up. Uh, and whether she got fired or just sent home or whatever, that was the that was the plan, because then everyone started filing into Modine's. Gotcha. Victor, right. is that what you thought? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start from that. You know, as soon as she as soon as she said I got caught. I got cut yeah. and, 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 but she said that they were overloaded. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No. If, if they were, if they were overloaded, why would you get cut? Yeah. Uh, they need you. Yeah. So clearly you did something mm-hmm. <laughs> and you did something and now everyone's coming over here. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, that was totally, I, I wonder if they're going to, if they're just going to leave that there or if there's going to be some explanation or continuation or, or that's just a one and done kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. in the next episode. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this was a flatliner for me. Um, nothing, nothing, the, the wordplay, I feel like first I like the theme. I agree, Matt. I, I love the theme in terms of, you know, uh, you know, support your locals. I live on a Danforth and I would consider it a sin uh, 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 to go to any place like Tim's or McDonald's or anything like that. What, what about Mr. Greek? <laughs> no, even Mr. Greek gets the boot. Yeah. Like you have to go. You have to go to the authentic so, little mind pop places. For those, the ones even a Mr. Were, Greek down on the there is. Board. There's a Mr. Greek and a friendly Greek, which and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, but both Tanya and I have eaten at both. But only yeah, because but that's, that's it's for open. The DJs from, that's for the <laughs> DJs from the upcountry. No, no, I get it. I get like it. the locals don't eat at those places, right? That's for the tour. I get it. So just for the people who are not from Toronto, the Danforth <laughs> is Greek town in Toronto. So it's a long stretch mm, of road and it's, uh, and it's just Greek people, Greek restaurants, Greek, 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 Greek. Greek. So my big fact, Greek wedding, wedding takes place in the, the Danforth or on the Danforth yeah. in Toronto. So but Mr. Greek is a large chain of Greek, Greek restaurants. So having a Mr. Greek on the Danforth is kind of, it's it's almost sacrilegious. It's it's yeah it's, yeah yeah. It's, you don't want to eat there. You want to eat at the 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 mom pop uh, Greek restaurant. Yeah, 
So anyway, so I like that. I like mm-hmm. the theme. Uh, but really, the true theme is wordplay. I feel like from from the very beginning till the end, mm-hmm. every single scene had an element of wordplay in it, yeah. mm-hmm. which is like, it's, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just that kind of kind of overshadowed. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like putting a pickle into a sandwich. You, <laughs> you, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want to over uh going there again, <laughs> anyway like i'm just saying the bread gets that it soggy. Was too much too much too much wordplay too much wordplay like mm. you gotta leave us uh leave us hanging uh or wanting more kind of thing you know like put one golden wordplay into that episode and then we talk about it it was oversaturated there was just too much of it mm-hmm. so um it kind of I, I you know almost to the point where like what happened and you know uh, yeah there was two things about sandwiches and there's two things about uh, about the uh uh music uh music and 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 and, and, and you know it just kind of loses its flair that's mm-hmm. all um i have a feeling like, our friend uh, trevor risk had a big hand in writing some of that the musical stuff anyway yeah it was clever. It was mm-hmm. well written. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just like you got to spread it out, like save some for another episode and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It was just they felt they felt like, oh no, we're running out of episodes and we've got all these mashups to do, <laughs> and you know it doesn't really fit our fit fit for purpose in the in the in the final two episodes or whatever, and so we got to smash it in here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was it was alright. It was a bit of a flatliner for me, and it wasn't. Uh, there weren't too many ups. There weren't too many downs. It was just there. Yeah. All right, Dennis. Uh, it's it's funny now that he's a close personal friend of ours i'm hyper aware of the trevor risk episodes so in review i'm like this this is a very trevor episode with all of the you know the lists and mm-hmm. mashups and you know this kind of stuff and uh just a couple of notes him Man, Mia Sophia is just the worst. When she called rolled queer bait, I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, I love that the, the the thing between the two of them though. You're meaner than I remember. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff between her and and rolled in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great observation when when she called them, you know, meth head cards against humanity. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the way that they are, but uh. You know, it's like uh, when Riley and Jonesy were talking about the holding the door open. I'm like, what? The places I go to look at titties don't have doors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see. I, you know, it's like um, you know, Alec, you said, and, and Victor too. It's you know, this is a very Trevor risk episode. Mm. It's a lot of the you know the tropes that we've grown to expect, but that's part of what this episode and the series itself kind of suffers from is that. You know, any long running series uh, suffers from been there, done that. Mm. You know, we come back for the non sequitur stories and the the chirps and the wordplay and things of that nature. And then when they give it to us, it's like, okay, you know, yeah, I I could I could really do without any more hoovering schneef runs. And it's so strange. (laughs) Now that we've gotten to know these characters for nine seasons, it's so out of character. Yeah, dude, Squirrely Dan and Daryl seem like people that are constantly. You yeah. know, snorting coke. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that was that everything? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, this this episode, and you know, just like sorry, I didn't want to pull a chat on you. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> just like restaurants themselves, mm-hmm. it's the promise of you know the expectation mm-hmm. is raised, thinking of oh, what's this going to be about, and then you get there, and it's like oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I mean. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's just bar food, but dressed up with TNA. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. So, so three more things that mm-hmm. I I forgot. To, so one thing I don't I've I, she's I've seen I think I've heard it now for the third time. I don't like when Rosie says yawn. I find that rude. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah. I, no, I don't like it. I like it because all she's doing yeah, is telling well, her cousin, like, "What do you do? You're that's my man. That you're you're all over yawn. That's rude. That's I don't more. like it." No, I don't like it. I love it. I don't like it. I like it. Yeah. No. You, then, then <laughs> you like. Then, then, then you take it. Uh, I don't want it. I agree, um, Rector. It, mm. It's rude. I, I, I yeah. it, But hold on. I she's a little every time. She, it's only to her cousin who's hitting on her boyfriend. That's why she's it, doing it. Gail it, it is hitting it, it on Wayne, and like, Rosie's like, "Okay, move yeah. on. It's it's yeah, boring yeah, what I you're doing." It, Yawn. That's why she's yeah, doing it. The way that the way that it comes off is, "I'm better than you." No, that's how it comes off. Well, she is, like but <laughs> but it's because but she's already know. got Wayne. That's why. That's why she's yawning. It's like, all right, get it. Like, move on to yeah, something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. I don't like it. Uh, you said three uh, so, things. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. So the second thing is with the skits. We didn't really spend much time talking about the skits. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, Dennis, thanks for for bringing them back in. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, they were like kind of almost like if we're watching a series, then when we cut to them, it's like getting a like a bit of, of like a little cartoon break. <laughs> you know, before you go to commercial, you get like a little, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. 30 second cartoon. Yep. Uh, that's 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 they really played that role in this uh, in, in, in this episode. Like it was just comic relief. <laughs> it wasn't terribly funny, but it was just goofy. Right. It was uh, I because it's like, what <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it was so ridiculous mm-hmm. over the top and which they are anyway but it's yeah. just funny that they were even taken uh that they were even being humored uh by uh mia sofia who were cartoon characters themselves yes and then and then and then the final thing was uh, hooters itself right um to be honest i i think i was when i was in my early 20s i think my friends and i went to hooters mm-hmm. i don't remember what the food was you say that it's all fried food yeah. i i have no idea but I know my friend worked for Hooters, oh, where yeah. he was their photographer. Oh uh, boy! He, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, and but I, I thought that it, it was they're they're all gone. And mm. I was downtown a couple of weeks ago, walking with my with a with a friend of mine, and walking. I think it's on John Street. And yeah, it's John and Hooters uh, Richmond. There. But it's been there forever. It's been there for like thirty I was years. And amazed, I had no idea. It's, I thought they were all closed. Down I remember that patio a couple years. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. I've been that that place a, a few times. I, I was going to say, who says let's go to Hooters? Oh, I used to work Who's, right who down. Who goes to Hooters? I used to work like down. Now. <laughs> I don't mean. I don't mean when we're in our twenties. Yeah. I mean now. Like yeah. who's? No, no, Al does. I remember, I distinctly remember you saying you went to Hooters and I said, how was your, your, your breast sandwich? And you're like, that was was probably like 15 years ago too. But yeah, that one there. Yes. They still only hire like. Well yep. endowed. Oh, same yeah. idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same it's idea. So I'm, shocked. I'm, shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked that they haven't been canceled. No, I, I no, they're still there. There have been plenty of lawsuits. Yeah, there's the <laughs> the one there. I remember when it opened because I remember how excited everyone was. And there's one up in Barry still that's been there forever as well, forever. at least like 20 years. So yeah, they're still around. I mean, but every restaurant does. But it. it's funny like, though because you say that last night when I was downtown and I did drive by it and I was surprised it was still there. But I, but it's been there for 25, yeah, 30 years. I had no, I, I had no idea it was ever there because yeah. I'm not, I guess I never walked by there before. There was like the one, the only one I remember was the Young and Eglinton area. Oh, was and, there one there too? Yeah. It, well, there was one there for a long time and mm. it when you know, again in our 20s, mm-hmm. uh, but it's no, it hasn't been there for a long time. <laughs> no, the one down in the club district, it's, it's. 
it's perfect. Like it's exactly where it should be near Crocodile Rock and all the other nightclubs and <laughs> and uh, Moose yeah. Minuskis or whatever it's called now. If it's still there, uh, yeah, it's all that. I shit. don't know. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Anyway, so those were the three things I want to kind of bring up. Uh, Dennis, was that everything? Oh yeah, we we already. Well, you know, it's like I'm surrounded by those places. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm from a small town in northern Michigan, and we even had one that was 25 miles away, an actual Hooters. And now, you know, down here I'm close to be. There's, you know, Twisted Rooster and Tilted Kilt and Twin Peaks and, you know, there are a lot of restaurants in this area. Yeah, they're multiplying, yeah. All right, uh, we're going to move on to ratings then. Uh, Tanya, what do you give this episode? Oh, dear. Um, You knew it was coming, right? (laughs) I had my my VIPs, Mm -hmm. whatever they're called. Oh, MVPs. You have that, but you don't know what your rating is. Right. Um, it's smack dab in the middle. Mm -hmm. Really it is like it's, 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 it, it, there's some great parts, but not all of it was great. So middle. Clearance. Clearance. There's a word for that. (laughs) I'm waiting for you to say the word. Clearance. All right, Matt, what, what do you say? Welcome back to episode one. I know, right? (laughs) I said middle. You don't know from middle. There is no middle. There's no middle on our scale. Middle song stuck in the middle with you is a song. Oh Lord, Tundran. So yeah, I mean, I I didn't love it. It was, I think, like the way Victor put it, it fell flat. It would. um, There were some good ideas, some good concepts. I think what really saved it in any way was the writing. You guys have touched on it. Mm-hmm. Did it make me laugh? No. Like there were moments, of course, but overall was a laughing. No, but I totally respect and, and appreciated the cleverness of all the writing. Well, you were so, watching while you were driving though. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's dangerous to laugh. The record was not, um, no, but it just, yeah, I mean, it, it was clever stuff. I, I, I kind of, I, I, I giggled, laughed a little bit, but nothing got me excited. I didn't connect very well with this one because um, it did feel a little all over the place, all centered around this really good theme. So I, I just don't think it came together. So it's a. <sighs> I've written down a C. So do I write yeah, lyr- yeah, no, Lyrence yeah. or Ompost after that C? <laughs> no, I think the writing, I think the writing. <laughs> saved it from a compost so it's a it's a it's a clear it's a oh, low clearance all right. like very low you know what uh but it's 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 there i'm changing mine to fresh oh what, what? yeah <laughs> why because i'm looking at my notes you know and that's I not did. the middle one right because, because no. matt convinced you with his review <laughs> <laughs> well matt was going to give it a compost and he talked himself up to a clearance yeah, and apparently I, talked I fra- in, tanya up to a fresh. Had com- i had compost written on my paper already coming into the episode compost. So. no you know what there were more there were better parts than there were the only thing that I really didn't like was the whole uh, wordplay and the skids. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it wasn't though. It wasn't <laughs> like the whole taste is your, is your, is mm-hmm. how's those first few bites? Like how, how's that tasting? <laughs> like that's fucking hilarious because okay. that fucking happened. Funny, Cause it's true. Sure. Yeah. 
And the whole gay and hooters and and playing with the boobies and and the thigh slapping. Well, you used to work at a restaurant, right? And so I and yeah, love it. Like, come on, Gail and the outhouse breeze and the, the. You know what? I change it. I change it to fresh. Don't wow. fucking talk me out of it. I like Man, fresh. You have come a long way. I gotta say, maybe we've created a it's monster. The food. It's the food talk. The Riley oh, and jo- you're Jones. Getting, you're getting the, the hippo. The hippo. From Victor. The food talk. The the bathroom talk. The the everything. I, you, you know what? I like mashups. I didn't like the whole wordplay on the mashups twice, but everything else was good. So yeah, right. it's, it was only the, that that I didn't like. So okay. it's fresh. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to let you guys, you know, wait for my rating. It's a clearance. It's it's absolutely right down the middle clearance. There's nothing super great about it, but there's also nothing that made me hate it. Uh, it, it was just kind of a, a milk toast letter Kenny episode. Uh, so it doesn't doesn't deserve a fresh, but it also doesn't deserve a clear. There were some some fun moments, like some a great, and but a lot of the 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 my favorite moments in here were very subtle, very understated moments, like Squirrely Dan's under the breath kind of things and Wayne's reactions to what's going on. Um, so yeah, it's a clearance for sure, Victor. Yeah, it's a low clearance. I I, I even toyed with uh, with uh, you know compost with this one, but. You can't you can't give it a compost because of the clever writing. It's a, mm-hmm. you, you know that kind of saves it for me. But um, yeah, it's certainly not one of the better episodes. And and my and you know give it a fresh if you want. It just it's a bit of an insult to the true fresh episode. Oh, so, oh, oh shots fired! Jeez, dude, it. You we know what? The fact n- that they were that they were pulling local and and supporting local that. For itself. And I I completely, I mean, again, coming from a small town, I completely know what that's like when a big. We we appreciate that. For sure. But that's, that wasn't the episode. We don't, we don't normally try to to talk people down from freshes on this uh, podcast. So let's, let's stop, Victor. Stop. Dennis, what do you give this? (laughs) Uh, You know, it's tough because, you know, you love the show, the characters, Mm -hmm. the interaction. I mean, it's all there. This is very letter kenny yeah but you know it, like anything it's a great premise they're a respectable effort uh the writing is there mm-hmm. it's our buddy trevor wrote the episode and but there's like victor said there's a lot of well that's clever but you're not really laughing you know mm-hmm. you're you're not slapping your knee at some of the stuff it's yeah you can recognize the effort but it doesn't really you know pay off the way you would hope and that's what this <laughs> show suffers from mm-hmm. like victor said the higher highs mm-hmm make even the pedestrian episodes seem a little lower because you're like, oh, I was hoping for a film like a episode and I got some. Yeah. Uh, this is, I'll say a high clearance for me. Okay. I feel like season nine is kind of suffering a bit from that just overall because I season nine is if, like arguably a callback to old Letter Kenny, the way yeah. it was, the way the whole season's gone, kind of these standalone episodes and, and, even a lot of the shtick and a lot of the cold opens are kind of called backs to, to older letter Kenny. But for some reason it, a lot of it is under, well, I think a lot of people find it underwhelming, but I, I have given the last few episodes higher ratings, but in this case, it's definitely a clearance. Uh, okay. So we'll go to top five. Is this uh, breaking anybody's top five? Uh, Tanya? No. Matt? Nope. Not mine either. Victor? Nope. <laughs> uh, Dennis does, uh, I know you've given us your top five in the past, but uh, this I think, uh, I don't know, if I'm invited, maybe I'll wait until season 10 to give my top five 
uh, for the series. What do you mean if you're invited? I'm 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 <laughs> I'm penning you in somewhere. Don't worry about that, buddy. You're you're coming back. Yeah, um, unless you're taking hostage in one of your escapades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, you'll you'll be back. And even then, we expect you to zoom in on it. <laughs> but 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 hold on, really quick side mention on on Dennis's return and bringing it interesting. I don't know. If you saw any of the side banter yesterday, you are now competing with one of our listeners. Oh, I know, right? Soul, oh, oh I heard it on a Challengers so, episode. You guys so just saying, I don't know how you can uh, compete against that. Like, that's pretty, oh, man. That's pretty special. All right, kids, that. buckle up. I got four for you. What's that? Oh, oh no, no, actually, no, Matt's talking about yesterday on the DM group. Uh, uh, there was a whole bunch of, well, we, we, we learned a lot more about one of our newest members, Danielle, and what she did during the pandemic to make an extra salary. Oh, with all those sex yeah. toys. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, okay. it, was a, it, was, it was my highlight of my whole oh, damn man. day yesterday was this conversation. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like indirectly, my one of you know no, I don't quite know. directly I, quite directly I, absolutely I, I, no, no, came no, no, from you. no 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 like i'm just saying i'm just saying i don't spend much time tweeting mm-hmm. uh but but when i do uh <laughs> it's it's of a, a vagina guitar stand or something whatever the I fuck swear you were to god click on it oh my click god on it, you'll see that it's actually a guitar stand it is or uh and the description is for a guitar uh, hook or whatever but that's not what we're looking at no and i don't understand how i don't know and the thing is because there's no description i have no idea what that is what is that <laughs> what is that what is that is that like for uh anyone who's not in the dm group they're not going to understand anything that's happening here but victor posted know, a, a picture was it from amazon or something it's from amazon.ca victor was looking for a guitar hook for his guitar to hang on the wall and what he posted though was a picture of uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like it's the, the front lower part of a woman's body, completely naked, lips and all, and and there doesn't seem to be it's like it's with it's with innards. Yeah, yeah, and it very there doesn't seem to be anywhere wearable. that you would hang a guitar. So it's just it's just bizarre. But anyway, that set off a chain of of, of back and forth messages. That, uh, one of the best DM day groups we've had. Yeah, it was it was, yeah, well, yeah. it was ridiculous. I try to keep up, but every time I log in, just you know, it just retra- uh, retraces a synopsis oh, yeah, of it because it's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's my gift to the group. So yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. We've done top five uh, MVPs. Are you ready, Tanya? I am ready. Oh. Are we recapping anymore? No, oh probably God. not. Stop you. <laughs> so I just want to say, I just want to say, this is my first time here. I wish that Glenn was at Modine's. That's just what I wanted to throw in there. Cause like the only person that I really feel like you were saying the McMurray's not so much with this one, but I really feel that Glenn would have been an asset, uh, especially with all the the uh, uh, talk about the the breasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I feel like he really would have played that up. Oh, he'd have nothing to do with breasts. <laughs> what? But would he have? Uh, I don't know. I feel maybe like he maybe he would have went on the side of of Dax. He would and talk about the breasts behind their back. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> hands down, Riley and Jones, um, they freaking. I, they they stole my heart on this one. Love <laughs> love them. Love them. Every time they they pan back to them again, love them. Hmm. Okay, uh, Matt. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste any time. Uh, I'm with you, Riley and Jonesy. Those really? boys. Uh, th- yeah, there's again with all the wordplay and stuff going mm-hmm. on. 
the ba- their banter is just so tight. I, I do like how they brought themselves to climax over Sandoz. <laughs> yeah. Like they get, they oh, just man. honestly, I wish I was friends with them. They just seem <laughs> they, they may be like dummies, but my God, those two are just so <laughs> in sync and it, it's yeah, it's masterful. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so I, I give an honorable mention to Squirrely Dan. I really thought that the stuff he was saying at the bar was really funny. Uh, just not a lot enough of it. And you guys say how, like, especially you, Matt, you say how Riley and Jonesy are so in sync. I found Ron and Dax even more so in this episode. I thought the, the stuff they were doing back and forth was even funnier and more, I don't know, snappier than, than uh, Riley and Jonesy. So I'm actually giving it to Ron and Dax. Uh, Victor? Oh, my MVP is Gail's MVP, and that's Bonnie McMurray, because she saved the day. That's right. (laughs) That makes sense. Uh, uh, And Dennis? You know, this episode was very much an ensemble piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were a lot of, you know, group scenes. Everybody's pulling their weight evenly. Yeah. So it's kind of a toss-up. That's fair. Uh, Each kind of group got its own spotlight, too, so it's time to tough to call one out, but I'll say Dax and Ron. Yeah. All right. Split. Yeah, it's good. All right. Uh, let's see here. What's next? Um, see the future. Anyone, anything for the future there from uh, those who don't know it yet? Tanya, what do you want to see? Mm. How many more episodes do we have? Actually, left? next week is the season finale. The season nine is finale. It? Yep. That's it, eh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and then 10 starts up at Christmas, so we're not too far away. So what are we going to see that last one? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> that's it what would you like to see is what i'm asking <laughs> wow it's not a good night no um um i don't know you don't care all right yeah, no i don't see the future on this one no. matt what about you you see anything yeah i, I don't I have a clue the only thing i mean knowing that we've seen the trailer for season 10 mm-hmm. i'm wondering or what i'd like to see is a quick shout out to like um either anik or, or mary fred even if it's just a glimpse, mm-hmm. so you kind of oh they're they're staying. So when they're like, I don't know if that's a shock to everyone that they're back, right? Um, in season ten, or if this is you get sort of a glimpse here, like a little trailer. Okay, Tannis, we haven't seen her. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, McMurray. I want to see her. Mm-hmm. McMurray's Glenn, more Glenn, always Glenn. Mm-hmm. Oh, the dicks, we see the gl- dicks. That's in season ten, but I mean 10. for the finale. Okay. All right, so you want more tennis? Usually, more they bring them all together on the last one, right? Well, the dicks uh, they, they usually only come in for an, an episode, and that, and then they're done. Like, you, yeah, they do and this. Then they slip out. And then they slip out exactly. <laughs> slip they, in. They run out. off because fucking they run. Uh, Victor, what about you? What do you want to see? <laughs> um, well, what I want to see is more Glenn and mm-hmm. and the McMurray. But what I what I think we might get is a glimpse of Shorzy because. Everyone forgot about oh, George. Right. He's going to get his own show. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. you got to bring him back from the dead somehow. So, but remember, this season, season nine, was written and shot pre-pandemic and before we knew there was going to be a Shorzy spinoff. I know, but there wasn't a Shorzy in a single episode this this season. And there's That's no right. hockey team, so where would Shorzy come in? Yeah. yeah. Well, that would be well. You have to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Great. Uh, let's move on to, I have no listener comments. So actually this one here. We're, we're, oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Do, do we want to hear if Dennis has a. Well, Dennis uh, and I know the future. So. <laughs> oh, I see. I, well, I don't know that Dennis knew the future. I just knew that you're, you yeah. knew the future. Yeah. Well, I think Dennis knows. I'm, maybe I'm assuming, but yeah, you know. You the said it as if you oh, actually know. believe he knows the future. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he knows the future. <laughs> oh. 
like, you know, it's like anything. I, I want to see the whole band. You know, mm-hmm. if we haven't. Coach was in one episode in season eight. You know, that's right. Yeah, it was good yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. But what an episode! Wow, Never we learned so much that. about him and Barb. In- <laughs> the bar scene. That was it. You know, poor Barb. Poor Maybe we'll find out how. Oh, she two died. episodes then. No, because he was at the bar. Yeah, was that was that, that season that nine? Was the same episode. That's when he was talking about Barb. Yeah, but then that we're talking about eight, the no, beer league. The beer league when he's talking about Barb yeah. and and how uh, they they go to the whatever this year? to the when mountains and she'd have to t- wash herself off and we stuff. We saw him that. quickly. Oh, okay. that, that was one episode this season. Yeah. That was mitzvah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was mitzvah. Yeah, mitzvah. Yeah. All right. Uh, just uh, no news really letter about Letter Kenny, but uh, news for me next week. I've just uh, booked uh, my my. Um, uh, appearance on Demon does so I'm going to be I'm going to hey, be getting hey. that treatment next uh, nice. Tuesday yeah so but I know that he doesn't release it right away so we're recording yeah. next Tuesday so I'm not sure when it'll be coming out so I'm looking forward to that uh, it, you know if you haven't heard Matt's appearance on Demon does it's it's actually quite good uh, actually what's quite the good. name what's the actually, name of the episode Matt it's I think it's just my name um, yeah oh, really? this, okay. does the six all right. they're all some of those name does the six questions yeah okay so if you haven't heard it, it's it's really good. And Matt, you wrapped the the produce stand well, so we appreciate that. And then we learn more about you, so that's uh, that's that's why it's a it's a it's an interesting um, uh, premise for a podcast. And he does a good job of it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, do I have any other news? I can't. Ooh, there is one bit of news. I won't divulge it just yet, but we will have a Letter Kenny um, cast slash crew member on the produce stand next week. And s- stay tuned for news on that one because uh that's exciting um i will be i'll let you all know uh probably by monday who and when he or she will be on um and that's or it. it or it <laughs> we're having a yeah or the goldfish is coming on anyway um <laughs> final comments for this episode tanya <laughs> oh jeez. I'm the fish. She's doing her fish. <laughs> um, always a pleasure. Dennis, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy Christmas schedule mm-hmm. uh, and, and and taking a break from your Funko Pops. Uh, always a pleasure to hear that beautiful, beautiful voice of yours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to record that stuff. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Thanks for hey, coming out hey, there. Hey, you and Dennis should have like a voice. Uh, like a, I know, right? Like Between the two of them, they, yeah. they could make a million doing phone sex uh, line. They did a, a very good live read. I was impressed. <laughs> see oh we'll wow. have to record you do that to do that okay <laughs> sounds like fun uh always a pleasure thanks for the laughs i need it i so need it especially now and 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 thank you everyone all right matt uh yeah as always dennis love having you here buddy so much fun uh glad you could make it the so yeah, so next week is going to be fun. It sounds like uh, I can't wait till those details get released. Also, I mean, I don't have still working on the details, but I think next weekend I'll be joining the Greendale Human oh, Podcasters. Wait. Wow, we're uh, just our, a... our boy, our boy Jack over there. I'm don't be, don't uh, worry, Victor, out. Victor, and Tanya, you guys will all be asked to be on as well. Uh, like, yeah, if you so want. So I'm going to be jo- I'm going to be joining them uh, down <laughs> under yeah. for an episode. Uh, Not necessarily on Greendale, but I know Demond wants to do each one of us. So. 
Oh, well, Damon I, wants to do us? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is called Damon Does, so yeah. It's the, slo- it's the slop- sloppy seconds. Are, are oh, Listen, He's gentle, don't I've worry. been still listening to that other podcast, and it's, oh, it, know, it's, right? it's raunchy all in my head. Yeah. It's raunchy. <laughs> my dad wrote a porno. If you haven't watched or listened to it yet, oh, you're missing out. You are missing out. Oh, my God. It's so gold, Jerry, gold. It's gold. Oh, my God. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, it's gonna be fun. Great week. Uh yeah, I can't wait to see what yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. Next week sounds like it's gonna be a busy one. Uh so we will have our, you know, our regular episode next Thursday with our buddy Stephen Walker. And like I said, uh Friday, we're gonna have a, a letter Kenny guest, and I'm on Demond Does and Squirrely Matt's on uh on uh Greendale Human Greendale Podcasters. Human. Just yep. just Victor, a- do you wanna do something and we'll record it? <laughs> you guys feel locked up. <laughs> They're just gonna call each other. Victor and Tanya are gonna do a, a podcast podcast on uh, i don't know what do you guys on hippos and uh and goldfish i'll talk there. dirty to hippos <laughs> hippo simulator yeah um on trains so, but thank you on dennis uh, it's always fun to have you on uh, did you, ha- you want to show off any of the funkos you're working on right now you you have anything? i would but you know because of this time of the year the second i finish them out they're in the mail yeah oh that's amazing yeah. so how many have you done like in the last week let's say 17 somewhere in there i mean i am just been cranking them out you did the one the andy's boobs one right yep amazing how did you do the the monkey monkey? uh frankenstein parts and bits and pieces and a box full of parts that i've got and then you know tried to nail the likeness and the scale that looked great but what did you start with did you start with did they have like a monkey figurine or or did you have there i mean there are monkey figures there's anyway i i started with a base and then you mm-hmm. know it was just chopping off this part and adding something there and <laughs> recolor the whole thing and, wow yeah. and when i say Annie's boobs it's a, it's the name of a yeah. monk a character from community so yeah yeah <laughs> that's amazing i was gonna say huh yeah. uh, is well, this like restaurant kind of boobs? Yeah, well it's, it's more remember right. on community you're watching it now I'm Annie's watching. boobs is the, the the pet monkey that they have that's the name of the monkey well yeah troy, troy called it troy Annie's, yeah troy named it annie's boobs i don't remember that part okay <laughs> yeah anyway um so yeah it's it's amazing fun to have you on we will definitely have you on for season 10 so don't worry about that i want to play his game i want to play his game <laughs> yeah you need to come up four. with four i know more. we're running long but all right. Oh. Here's four. Oh, okay. Which of these four things have I not done? Okay. Number one, Olympic gold medalist. Fuck off. Two, print model. And I know what I look like, so I won't take offense <laughs> if you guess that one. <laughs> Sergeant at arms for the Latin Counts street gang. Okay, that's way too specific. <laughs> <laughs> And Boy Scouts of America, Eagle Scout. Okay, Tanya, which one do you think? Eagle Scout, definitely you did it. Uh, um, 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 the modeling thing, I bet you you did that too. Now I'm down to the last two. What were the other two? The first one and the, the, and the second. What the, was it? The Sergeant at Arms at what? Sergeant, the Latin no. Council Street Gang. La- okay. Latin Council Street Gang, or what was the first one again? Uh, Olympic Gold Medalist. Yeah, Olympic Gold Medalist. I'm gonna go with the street gang. <laughs> is, is something he didn't do. Okay. You didn't do. Um uh Matt? You were not an Eagle Scout. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm gonna say um 
Okay. I mean, I feel like we'd know if you were an Olympic medalist, but uh, you've also got this whole other past with jujitsu. The model thing, the sergeant, that sergeant of arms thing, that's way too specific. So I feel like the 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 obvious one is the 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 boy scout or, or eagle scout or whatever. So I'm going to say you weren't that, Victor. Um, I'm going to say Olympic gold medalist because uh, unless you're talking about chocolate gold medals, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. That one's not making sense to me. So no, I know that's the one I'm going with. But I, I also I know I understand that I don't follow jujitsu too closely, so I'm wondering if maybe. So anyway, Dennis, so that's you know that's part of the game. Uh, I am an Olympic gold medalist, and I will admit it's kind of <laughs> cheating because. In the Amateur Athletic Union, it's known as the Junior Olympics. <laughs> oh, you cheated. You cheated. But okay. All right. All right. Okay. Whatever. The, the under-18 uh, uh, martial arts division, I, I've competed in several tournaments and won gold. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's sneaky. But I, okay. Go for it. <laughs> print model. I actually have been a print model mm-hmm. on different occasions. As a martial artist, again, uh, there's a guy named Steve at Downriver Photography. They, they use this Muse's model. Mm-hmm. So when there are banners at the front of a, a martial arts tournament or things of that nature, you'll see, you know, life-size printouts of me, you know, mugging it up for the camera. Tell me you have some of those in your in your storage room. I, you know, I've been haranguing him for years that if he ever stops using them, that they're remanded into my custody. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, he still uses them. Oh, and okay. it's funny. Like his Christmas card is me and one of my mason mm-hmm. and he whites out my beard so i look like santa claus and he made mason look like an elf and you know <laughs> stuff like this because we used to do photo shoots mm-hmm. um let's see where else uh sergeant at arms for the latin count street gang i i actually was yeah that's way yeah. too specific so. I, I i wasn't i wasn't beat into the the gang and stuff like this but my brother was a high-ranking member and i was affiliated with so describe the d- d- define gang though this is like an actual street gang like these guys like they're thugs <laughs> yes I- i'm a little reticent about uh, mentioning some of this right okay was, never mind that organization but <laughs> there was a time when i was a sergeant around for the latin count interesting and so you weren't a, a boy scout <laughs> so technically actually i was a eagle scout oh i went oh. through all of the requirements i achieved the rank and I found out as an adult when one of my martial arts students, uh, we were having a conversation about the Eagle Scouts because he was mm-hmm. looking for his rank. In the organization, you seek out somebody that's already achieved it to get some ideas, you know, on some of the things that you can do. And I looked into the background of my rank and I found out from my mom, I'm like, you know, I wanted my troop number and mm-hmm. you know, all things of that nature and see if she had any documentation. And she goes, Oh no, that was all a lie. And I'm like, what? It turns out that one of the youth pastors for my grandfather's church was our scout leader. He had no affiliation with the Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> he was having us go through the motions of achieving all of these rights and badges and oh yeah. And and I oh. don't know how he pulled it off, but it was all uh, fake. According to my yeah. So I went through every step of the process. I thought I was an Eagle Scout for years of my life. And my mom goes, oh, no, <laughs> your your grandpa actually grabbed him by the collar and threatened his life. And he left town. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's 
Anyway, <laughs> I, I shouldn't expect any less from you, Dennis. That's, that's I amazing. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Oh, my God, Dennis. Uh, so seriously, anyway, you, you need to reach out to somebody that can do like your life story. Yes. I would read it hands down. Yeah. I'd be the first to buy that book. <laughs> Crazy. And don't worry about the street gang. I'm sure they don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going to play or I'm going to play us off here with a song from this episode. It is called it's the last song from the episode. It's called It Dance by Michael Aristotle. You know, you didn't really uh, uh, give me my turn to say goodbye, but that's I right. didn't. Did I no, skip but, you? Oh, dude, sorry. I'm sorry, but, Victor. But that's okay. I was just gonna, you know, give give props to Dennis and uh, you know thank him for 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 what he does. And now, uh, you know, we got to got a uh, little bit more. We yeah. unpeeled another layer or two there. So, <laughs> and I was in, I was gonna give you props, but I'm not I'm not no. sure that I should. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Uh, yeah. I no. was so excited about Dennis. I was like, I want to play Dennis's game. Yeah, yeah. You have, you that was my derailed bad. derailed most of this, this uh, episode. I'm <laughs> off. I'm off. Yeah. All right, good. I'm going to blame so, it on my wife as so, well. So, so, so I was going to, I was going to call out that mm-hmm. I did watch that video, that uh, production that you did for your work and uh, oh. what a great, and what a great job you did with it. Thank so, you. Thank you very uh, much. I was, I was impressed and I was proud and I was, uh, you know, uh, you're you're becoming the face of your company, yeah. which is quite uh, interesting. poor poor decision on my company's part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a teeter, uh, mm-hmm. it's a slippery slope there. Yes. But no, you did a good job, and and I don't know if you're the one that actually did the production of it. No, I did not. Um, so that's the thing. I was, I was only the talent in this one. Imagine that. Wow. I was only the talent because uh, I was going to give props on the production as well. <laughs> no, no, that was that was the rest okay. of the then, that was the actual gonna, the pros who did that. Right. So they made me look okay. good. But uh, right. thanks, I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, all right, I'm going to play us off here with the song uh, that ended this episode. It's called It Dance by Michael Aristotle. Let's uh, spool this sucker up here. That's all we have for this episode. Next week, we will be joined by Stephen Walker of the Guys Review Podcast for season finale of season nine, NDNNRG. So guess who might be on that episode? Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use the promo code PROTOSTAN for 10% off any purchase from their site. Tannis will be on the episode. Tannis, it's NDN Energy. Anyway, (laughs) if you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes or become a patron. There is a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at Protestant Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Protestant Pod. Stop it. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to dance to some mashups at a restaurant. On behalf of Dennis, Matt, Victor, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week.